Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all are brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 155 of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast. This evening, we are at the crib in glorious, kind of foley Montreal, Quebec, and I have my favorite human on the planet, Tiffany Alexis, Aww, with me yet thank again. You. Yeah, that, that is so that. kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Facts, facts You're also my favorite human. Thank you so much. You kind of had to say that now, put you on the spot. You put me on the spot. I did, yeah. I did. So, if you guys don't know, Tiffany is our producer of the podcast. She's, we are life partners, business partners, and she also is the uh, person behind Liquid X Happiness, our sister account, uh, covering wine, coffee, um, spirits, I always forget, and a bit of beer as well. And co-owner of High Season Co., the uh, our uh, social media agency, which we yap on about here. Basically, we do everything together. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me back. I pretty much know how you are anyway. I'm yeah, we're like together with us together habit. for the entire time. But <laughs> yeah, see twenty four hours a day. <laughs> uh, figured we'd do something. Uh, well, if you guys might have known, funnily enough, episode one thirty and one thirty nine were our craft beer marketing podcast. So Tiff came on specifically. You've been on before in the past a few times, mm-hmm. but these ones are specifically like about what we're doing and we're trying to share some of our knowledge from uh, high season to help our breweries, since you know it's what kind of what we do. Yeah, and breweries seem to need a bit of help. Um, so those, funnily enough, episode 130, the first one is our number one downloaded podcast of all time, which is Yeah, hilarious. which is crazy. That's why I was like, oh, so they do, like, it, it is matters. valuable. Yeah. So in the beginning, we are like, gosh, is this anything anyone wants us to talk about or, or if, would they even care? Yeah. And then based on seeing the stats, the stats don't lie. The numbers stats don't, don't lie. lie. So we're like, okay, this is valuable. Breweries find it valuable. Maybe other beer people as well, even if they're not an owner or marketer or something like that might find it interesting too. So, mm. Yeah. And it was cool. So we did the follow-up on episode 139, mm-hmm. and this is 155. So it's 16 episodes ago, so exactly four months. Wow. Uh, I know, right? And it's September. This is going to come out on Wednesday. We were filming this on Saturday, so it's only a few days um, prior, which is kind of cool. So we're going to touch on a bunch of things today. I, we're going to see how it goes. Knowing us, it will probably be all about marketing in some shape or form. We have a list of topics, and we thought, well, since this is an opportunity to kind of just have, like, what Scott and I used to do, kind of, like, just yep. shoot the shit just, out of the yap. Just a chinwag. Just a t- <laughs> pulling out the strains on it. <laughs> um, we just, like, we got a bunch of topics we want to talk about, um, and we have a, uh, a sick box of beers to review tonight or to run through, and some food pairings as well, which is kind of cool. So we're going to go through all that and kind of just see where it goes. I, I like these episodes. They're way less stress. I feel like I'm not imposing on someone as much, and yeah. I don't have to keep it going. Like if it's like uh, not the brewers ever make it difficult, but I always yeah. feel like it's an interview, and you've got to yeah. like you can't let them be gaps. Here so, we can end it whenever we feel like yeah, it. Yeah, we're just like yeah, we're done yeah. here, or we can go on as long as we feel like. Yeah. So it's nice for a break. So beer, we'll talk about that first. So um, craft reserve. We did this actually in episode 130. Yeah, uh, and this was your idea to do this one tonight. I was going to do a beer mail on it, but. So the Craft Reserve, our beer box based out of Ontario, uh, monthly subscription box, our, or I can't speak for you, I guess, my personal favorite that I've ever seen, 
Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Just the way that it was presented, the marketing, the... Um, the branding's beautiful. The products are fantastic yeah. every single time. Always great breweries. Cool, well-thought-through collaborations, too. They're yeah. always, like, um, pair, what's the word, pairing or collaborating with various either people in the beer industry or whatever that, and, and coming up with, like, a cool... Um, concept behind it so this one is the first time they've done a takeover by one brewery that's Fairweather out in Hamilton Ontario who are super super cool um, always love their beers love their branding um, and they've got six beers in this particular box can't even really see that um, two of their core beers their high grade IPA which we're about to start with and Dream Pop their sour ale um, high grade is the only one I've had then we're going to move into a bunch of other sours and IPAs they've got Brainchild American IPA with uh, Gewurztraminer which is cool um, Spirit Country, a fruited kettle, kettle sour. I'm not sure what fruit it is. I guess we're going to find out when we're drinking. Gummy Venus, another fruited kettle sour. And a one called Silky with coffee and cacao. It's an oat porter, but it's low ABV. So we aren't going to get too much this evening. Um, <laughs> we haven't been to Fairweather. No. I've met... Been to Hamilton, but... A, a few times, yes. Yeah. I met Dan at uh, last year's... Dan is the owner and brewer uh, at... Um, Look what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Um, when we snuck into the catering area, he introduced himself. And then I've kept in touch. Oh. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, yeah, I was yeah, okay. I got to meet him. Um, and also, so they were super cool, so I'm excited for this one. But we actually got these ages ago, uh, and I've been meaning to do something with them in a video. Um, this is Nate's Great Jerky, uncured bacon jerky. Um, so we're going to rock these tonight and pair them up. We have teriyaki lime bacon crack. Wow. And sweet habanero bacon crack. What a name. Right? Rob loved them. Yeah, Rob loved them. So we bust out a couple. My, uh, they weren't able to send them to Canada, so they sent them to my good mate Rob in Vermont, Shasta, Ubro. Um, he held on to them, so we busted a couple packets out there that were really good, so we wanted to make sure we cover them in a video. Um, where are they from again? Is that California? Yeah, I think so. They yeah. made for all, oh, but I don't think they were made, I don't think the company's based in California. Maybe they were produced there. I think they're based in like South Carolina or something. I don't know. Either way, they're going to link everything there. So we'll grab that. All right, beer time. So uh, high grade, IPA, juicy, dank, tropical, 6.6%. I love the three words. lovely. Yeah, I like the three word descriptions on everything. See, we're going to talk cool. about the marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fairweather are super sick with that. The labels are always something. They look like wallpaper. Yeah, gorgeous. Um, I wonder who does their design. I wonder yeah. if it's in house or an agency because it's just stunning. I feel like that's a really good point. It could be either or yeah. in the way that sometimes they Sometimes breweries just have wicked talented people that are just on the team. Like Great and Grit just has like... Um, no, they have the... Oh, no, you're she's right. She's designing um, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Lindsay designs it as well. Sorry, I know they use outside... I thought you were going to say photography, but yeah. oh, no, she does the no, designs. So they I'm use sorry, photography, you're probably, you're but correct. Lindsay's actually like a graphic designer and had sorry. like experience in that, so she just gets to do them herself. Right, which is so it's much like Sometimes better, that right? happens, yeah. It's like so convenient. Yeah, right. I think it's the. It, it's not always like the. Uh, oh man, it's dank. It's not always the way that it turns out. Um, sometimes you know have to go outside, but if you can get it in the team, like I mean, I feel oh, like yeah. as an agency, who our entire thing is outsourced. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's always two sides to it. It's yeah. kind of cool. Um, All right. So a little bit opaque. Smells dank. Oh, it smells amazing. All right. Get in here. Cheers. Nice. Nice. That is exactly what it said. Juicy, yeah. tropical, and dank. Wow. I have had this before, but it's been a minute. It's great. Yo, it's fire. 
Do you want to bust out one of these real quick? Yeah, Just let's try out. one of these jerkies while teriyaki we're Teriyaki lime, I feel like is... Uh... Teriyaki lime bacon crackers. <laughs> I like the call bacon crack as well. <laughs> but bacon's like already addictive and like kind of like... falls under that drug category. Already, but... <laughs> it kind of technically should at this point. So this stuff, it looks kind of... How do we describe it for the uh, listeners? Uh, so for the listeners there, it it's like, interesting. Like, wow. how are they keeping it moist? So it's just straight up, like, looks like it's cooked bacon, right? Yeah, it looks like cooked bacon. But it's like somehow it's being kept, like, moist. So it's I see what it is. It's like jerky. Like, it's giving yeah. you the same texture as jerky, but it's like... Bacon. Bacon. Oh, it's great. Mmm. So flat. Mmm. There's definitely, like, something on it. Because it crunches a bit. Yeah. And, like, like, they're keeping it moist somehow. Mmm. Interesting. Teriyaki sauce. Oh, it's unfortunate. High fructose corn syrup. Mm. America. Um, America, I guess. Lime juice. So it's actually real lime stuff. Like the lime concentrate and they put all that together. Hickory smoke. Brown sugar, ground pepper, garlic, onion. Alright. Check them out, guys. Nate's yeah. great jerky. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Tastes cool. Tastes good. We'll put it this side. And we'll bust open the next one for the next beer. Awesome. I think it wasn't that hot because I know, like, whenever I speak to this is the second lot of jerky, funnily enough, that like, two came at once. Yeah. And um, it's a great beer pairing. I was requesting not the hot. I, I like heat in food. It's a great beer pairing. Mm-hmm. This is why it's perfect for this stuff. But I feel like a lot of the. This is sweet habanero, so I think it's got like a slight bit of sweetness, but nothing crazy. So, uh, being a big spice baby, which I am, mm. it's kind of good for you. I should be you. okay. Yeah, right? Okay. Okay, that's why I'm bringing it up, I guess. Because and also, you. like, even <laughs> I like I like when we eat spicy food, mm-hmm. but I don't know why. Like in my snacks or in my beer, I just like why. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's that necessary. I feel like it has its place. Some people love like, like spice, like peppers. What do you call them? What do they put in beer? Jalapenos. Sometimes habaneros I've had. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Like the real like there was even a beer I think I had with like the there's one that starts with E. What like, the crazy ghost peppers and stuff like. Why I don't know. I just don't really want my throat to be burnt. Yeah, that's like fair. I'm drinking, and the drink is supposed to soothe it. And the more you're drinking, the more you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, it's like those spice. I know that's why I don't like the spicy beers. Just getting napkins. Mm. Thank you. Um, so we got the uh, the tight home studio radio. Yeah, the um, I've had like stout chili stouts. They're cool. I had one the other night. What was the one I had the other night that had chili in it? But it wasn't spicy. And you could taste the. Um, it was like the earthy vegetal like stuff in the peppers so as opposed to like a a complete spice so it was like there's I guess there's a couple different ways that um, they can do it here you wanna thank you you can probably climb through here if you want to oh yeah thanks so um no that's really good I mess with that a lot love jerky and beer pairing so the list what we have here so because it's been um since uh, four months since we did the last one so I don't remember the exact date. I probably should have checked, but because the day that this comes out, it's exactly four months. So um, we figured that that's the entire summer. It's uh, early September now. So we pretty much, I thought we could do like a nice wrap up of the summer. I and mean, we had some vlogs and there's a bunch of vlogs that we've shot. Yes, guys, I'm editing that yeah. now. So there will be... There'll be a bunch of vlogs. What day is it today? So uh, Saturday. Saturday. Tomorrow I will edit the first film. They won't, this will come out Wednesday anyway, so they won't even... So as in you tomorrow can, can I will edit, which is Sunday. <laughs> no, on Sunday I'm going to edit the first Virginia vlog. Yes. And then that'll be out this week. Ooh, I like that. All right? There you go. That'll you be out this week. It. I'm committing. You said you it publicly. Say it out loud. In the you early part of the podcast that we always put in. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. The part that I'm not going to edit out. Maybe I'll edit it out later. <laughs> Maybe edit it out later. <laughs> 
That's right. You can say it. you yeah. have control. Yeah. The almighty. Like I don't have Wizard control of over the audio. But yeah, the Virginia <laughs> vlog's coming out this week. So right. I'm excited. That was a lot of fun. It was a good time. So just before we get to Virginia then, mm-hmm. so this summer, if you want to see the stuff that, just to, not if you want to see it, if, the things that we did, the first thing we did this summer in June was uh, Liquid Art. Uh, probably one of our top few fave festivals. Oh, 100%. Um, Liquid Art is held by Collective Arts Brewery in Hamilton, Ontario. Again, very relevant since we're drinking Hamilton beer all, all evening. Mm-hmm. Um, they had we went to the first one last year. This was the second one. It's in their car park at the um, at the brewery. Funnily enough, I st- we still haven't been to the brewery. I don't know where the tap room is. That's so true. I yeah. have no idea. Maybe That's one great. of the parts yeah. is the tap room and they move stuff. I don't think so. it doesn't feel. It feels no, like a warehouse because though. where we were eating in the back, that was even just like uh, like storage. Like it was just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it feels like the warehouse side. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm too some of this. Um, so it was really cool this year. We actually did a vlog on it, so I'd highly recommend you check that one out. Um, Always a good time. This is the second annual. Second annual. Uh, we had the team there. Nate uh, from Nathan Does Beer was with us as well, who, um, if you didn't know, yeah, he so writes, for our, uh, writes for the website. He wrote a great write-up on it as well, so you can check it on the blog post. Mm-hmm. Then once you've read the blog post, you can watch the video. And you'll get content. the Content. Content, Content. Mark, hit that brewery's content. <laughs> Everywhere you can. Blog everything, anyway. Um, so that was a fun festival. Now, even when we were talking about it earlier, I think that was the only festival we went to this whole summer. Was it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. One. Wow. Yeah. And we were like festival fiends. Mm. So the last I want to say, no, this is 20, I think since 2015, we went to Mon- um, Chambly. Chambly. Every single year without fail. Without fail. This was the first year we missed Chambly. Oh, our last year was the five year anniversary. Yeah, I think it was five. Right? Yeah. It was last year. To Chambly's at the, on um, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. To be uh, we... We're tossing up because of Virginia. We we're away at the, on your birthday weekend, which is when the Vermont Brewers Fest is, which is the the Michigan. That one I actually really want to go to. Yeah, the Vermont Brewers Fest. That was like that would be cool. That would um, be the good one. And I think it's on the water or something, or you're like close to the water or something beautiful yeah, is happening. Think. Yeah, so yeah. that would have been nice. So that was we missed that, but basically, kind of intentional, but kind of unintentional because the way the summer panned out. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting a little beer festival out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've been to so many, and whilst they're fun, whatever, I mean, I don't know, personally I'm losing a bit of interest. Not completely, yeah, but a little bit. You know um, what it is? It's just like there's so many, first of all. Yeah. And like, say for example, if you're going to something in like Chambly every year, there isn't that many new breweries that come up that require you to go to the festival. In Quebec specifically, mm-hmm. because we don't get beers from elsewhere. The yeah. ones at the festival are just mostly like there's a few new beers from the breweries that they'll bring out. Yeah. But for the most part, I've had most of the beers anyway. Yeah, we're going to be drinking them, them anyways. Yeah, or I know I can just get them in cans at the store yeah. or whatever. So it's not. It's not. Like, I actually spoke to Claude, the festival director. He asked me if we were going. And I was like, Oh man, the first year not. He's like, Ah, oh, we got eleven new breweries this year. But I, I don't think it's new breweries. It's breweries that hadn't previously been there showcased that okay at uh Shelby before so it's just highly likely that we would have had them already and correct yeah correct and that's fine i think it's more we're not I, like whilst we're a media and we are and we're in we're beer people we are the market for it but i also think we're not in the same direction in the same yeah. thing particularly in the local market because we travel so much for beer yeah you know luckily for us we're grateful that we get to do that because of this stuff so because we travel so much, like 
I don't even really get beer much from Quebec unless I'm doing a podcast with them or something. Because wherever we go, we're going so many places, I'll bring back beer. I haven't had to go get beer anyway. Even when I went to Masoram, which we'll talk about soon, like I didn't get any to go. I was like, I drank mm. it there. I'm like, right, I'm good because I got too much at home to deal with. Yeah. So I don't need to get any extra beer. I'm bringing them back from everywhere else. But if we do go out, we're still trying the beer we go as out, well. Yes, correct. So it's like if you go to the festival, you're going to have the same beers that we go, we're getting when we go out anyways for the most part or yeah. if not you gotta go seek out the yeah. the other ones which we like to do because in the end it's like more fun to go to the brewery and like it do that be, experience yeah. but I guess it depends so yeah I think we aren't totally the market for it I think it's great for us to promote that because we're trying to convert yeah. drinkers but I feel like the festival is more for converting than so anything like something like Chambly anything that's huge they're great for like Sick. introducing a bunch of new people who are who haven't previously been drinking craft beer to craft beer yeah. and getting to meet like sometimes owners a lot of like lot of it's like yeah, yeah there's a lot of time owners are there um, but even the sales staff mm-hmm. can be very cool or whoever's there pouring and that's like a really cool marketing opportunity for them and that's a good conversion I feel like event basically mm-hmm. but like for us we're already converted we're already there so yeah. um, like going to the festival like that I feel like doesn't always make the most sense it's like you have to really be in the mood to want to be around also it's like Hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you have to busy. also be in the mood to want to do, like, be yeah. doing all that jazz. Um, I like Liquid Art because you get, like, beers from, like, Europe and, like, just random. Like, they go, States, like, super like... random, even. Yeah. So you get U.S., but then there's, like, you, the States we travel to often, but we don't travel to Europe. No. Not as not nearly as much as I would like had. to. Yeah. But they had really great stuff, and that's super interesting yeah. to me. So I think, like, as craft mm. beer fans, and that comes again to, like, the brewery-run festivals. I just feel like... The brewery run festivals are more excited, but there are not that many of them. No, so I feel like we would go to sure. a we would go more often if it was like the brewery that was tapping other breweries and like coming out and they were all having fun together in that way. Because mm. then it almost feels like yeah, this is like celebrating the craft beer industry for craft beer lovers. Mm. You know, that's a good point. Um, where like the other bigger festivals are more like like either, it's pay to play type of thing. Yeah, it's like, like a different. It's like it's a, a it's marketing. A it's more marketing. Yeah. It's almost it's like an expo. Yeah, it is. I just kind of think of it's like specifically an expo. like Mondial and stuff. Yeah, and that's a really great point. And also, they I, we liked it. I think we might have mentioned this before. They for the brewery run festivals, they come because there's a relationship with. Like you only get personally invited. You, it's not like say for Mondial or Chambly, anyone can apply. Mm-hmm. They don't all get accepted. I know it's hard to get into Chambly for sure. Yeah, Mondial, I don't know much about that side. I know it's expensive. But the brewery one, you, you just get invited. Yeah. Or you, and that's it. Yeah. And they invite people who are their friends. Yeah. And that's really what it comes well, down cool. to. So there's like camaraderie around it. Yeah. And I feel like, I think I what you're saying is you can you can like feel that it's a little different. Yeah. In the yeah. way that there is. And like, the not food all the, are you need, my goodness. Best beer festival of all time. Yeah, that was by far. But like, I don't know, there's a bunch of brewers. I feel like they're like happy and just loving each other and it was a good time. And there's just a bunch of people there and everyone was just like happy and enjoying like yeah Yeah, like craft in that way i don't know so i definitely think the festivals are valuable but yeah five years in a row for us we've been doing this back to back to back it gets a bit redundant at some point it does for that and like we keep doing the vlogs and i felt like last year's vlog was like the weakest as far as i didn't even to be honest how many times can i record the same thing over and over again yeah and that's kind of what it felt like yeah and i found that the last time yeah and that festival i know that was a stress that day because we got there late scott and rochelle left that morning uh hit traffic scott was stressed like when i'm getting to a beer festival even (laughs) for liquid art to be honest the first 
30 minutes to 60 minutes yeah. i was mad like on edge and people the thing about us is when we go to beer festivals we do this podcast people know my stupid face so when we go there face be- is lovely thanks so much okay. but man want to want to say hi sometimes because uh, people i've talked to or yeah. whatever but i'm just at the first part i'm like i just want to get gotta get the content gotta get the content <laughs> don't get the intro don't get this b-roll before all this beer because usually we get the, the vip passes or the media passes so you get that extra hour mm-hmm. and when you got the extra hour you want to make sure you hit the be like the beers that you can yeah uh, before they the, sell like, out yeah before they sell out because yeah. they always kick yeah. I didn't get to even try out not that it matters we go there all the time but I didn't get to try out a half at liquid art because it was just all gone before I even got yeah, to it yeah yeah that's true yeah like there were a lot I of things that were gone yeah. yeah so many things I missed out on because I, then afterwards once I got that first hour out the way then I'm like alright I'm good yeah now, I chill yeah. now we're drinking then we just get fun footage and we're good yeah but that first bit stresses me out yeah I felt like Shambi last year I was mad I forgot about that I was mad stressed yeah, we were so super and then we had like uh, Oktoberfest after that We and last year was yeah. hectic because then we had the Vermont trip and the Colorado all of this stuff back to back and the back to back stuff by the time you get to the last thing you just zap. yeah and it has you have to want to appreciate it too, and then you can't appreciate it like, if it's like you're doing so many yeah. things. Like you never want it to it's be first like world problems, it's such a first world problem. Like, but it's like yeah, you go to GABF. There's like one million beers there. Yeah. Then we already had done like yeah. Then we did the Colorado, so we were doing a bunch of stuff in general. And that was you, our last night. And so GABF was our done. last night, so we were already done by then. But obviously, you're like okay, this is the first experience, so like, we have to still, like, soak it up. But then, so then we went to Oktoberfest. At this point, it's like you're bearded out. So it's like you also want to space things out as well, right? It's been that kind of summer again, but in a different way. I think giving, taking this break is actually going to make us appreciate things more next year. Exactly. Next time we go to a festival and be like, yo. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to take the the break Mm. between, you know. So like this summer then, we only did the one in June. Mm -hmm. Then we... As far as like travel stuff, we had to go to Jamaica for a client stuff for high season. So that was was just Red Stripes. Those are red stripes, <laughs> but I brought half a case of beer in my luggage. Yeah. One, because I did Beer 5000 there, which is another half equilibrium collab. Super dope. Got a nice photo on the beat in, in the water and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and got, I got really, I realized because I was excited to drink Red Stripe. I always loved it as yeah. far as macro lagers go. I thought yeah. it was one of the better ones. First night, I got excited swimming. Like, I haven't been in the ocean literally for nine years. Then I got to swim. I'm like, my God, it's crushing red stripes. Next morning, I was. Okay. I didn't drink it. I had the worst headache. I'm like, oh, macro is what it does to you. Yeah. Like I didn't. So I didn't really drink. I drank I didn't one feel red that stripe. Really, but you know, I'm but you didn't drink as, the red stripes in my blood. In my blood. So. You didn't drink as much. I think you went to the gin. And I was tings, more for the gin and tings though, which yeah. is yeah. much more efficient. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So Jamaica was cool. More efficient, <laughs> right? Gets the job done quicker. Yeah, Less nonsense. Yeah. Um, so that was cool, but then we, uh, I don't know, it's kind of irrelevant, I guess, to go into the headaches that happened in Jamaica. It was an interesting trip. It was a a work trip. It was a uni to drink trip. It was a very intense work trip. Yeah, and we almost didn't get out of there, so we were supposed to leave (laughs) on the Saturday night, arrive back, like, early, like, 1 a.m. Sunday morning, and we had a car booked for Sunday at, like, 10 a.m. so we could drive to Virginia, because this summer we did a, um, campaign with Tourism Virginia. Or what's it called? Vision Virginia or Virginia Visit is for Visit Virginia, lovers. yeah. And That's the hashtag right. is Virginia is for lovers. Yes. So we were supposed to do that the next day. The flight got uh, delayed for like 17 hours. So mm-hmm. we took, it was about 36 hours from the time it was supposed to leave for the time we got home. So I had to call every hotel and move 
even though the tourism office booked it, I had to move it to the following week. Mm-hmm. We had to make the executive decision because I was like, this the whole thing is redundant. And I think point. it was like, yeah, it was like 2 a.m. or something. It was something late, so you couldn't even contact the tourism board, but we didn't want anyone oh, to Oh, it was Sunday we afternoon were... when we were stuck at the airport. But we like actually did the, get out of We were of in there. that lounge when you were calling. Correct, because yeah. I didn't know if we were going to get... We knew we, wouldn't get, we weren't going to get back that night to be in Alexandria for yeah. the first part. Yeah. So we pushed it to the following week. So we get back from Jamaica after quite a stressful trip, almost burnt down. A luxury hotel, long story as well. It wasn't our fault, but it was, you know, you get the point. It was stressful. And then we had, we were in Montreal for like a week, trying to recover, catch up with work. And then on the Saturday, we we drove to Philadelphia. This was actually, it was a good trip. Mm-hmm. Virginia ended up being really cool. Oh, Virginia was great. Yeah. Um, we went hot. to, hot, gee, never experienced so anything like hot. it. hot. insane how <laughs> Like I've was? never felt, Jamaica had nothing, nothing on, on Virginia this. in terms of heat. It was literally like under a hand dryer. Without exaggerating, like people yeah. say, oh, it's so hot, it's like a blue, like, like, nah, dude, like it was actually like yeah. that. I've never with felt zero that in my um, life. relief. Yeah, Same. I've never felt that in my entire life. I yeah. went to New Orleans a long time ago, and I remember feeling the closest thing. You walk mm. outside, and you're kind of like, boom, yeah. saturated with sweat. Yeah. But this was a whole other level. True, in like, Vegas, was, I went in Vegas in July. Is it? Huge mistake. That's like humid? the worst time possible, dry? but it's so dry. So it was yeah. a different. So it's like the desert heat. It was like, yeah, that was like also a very painful heat. But, but in it's a interesting way. how different it is. Yeah, that one uh, was just like, oh, yeah, or something like that, or what's so, going on? Like, oh, I, you felt like you're getting stuck to the ground. I feel like in in oh, Vegas, it's like you like felt like yeah, I felt like your shoe and like everything was getting melted wow. to the ground. But in Virginia, it was just like the air is so thick. A so thick, thick water yeah <laughs> that you can't like inhale properly it's like yeah it's like basically opening your mouth under a hair dryer in a bathroom <laughs> or something like that but like a wet hair dryer. <laughs> well, yeah with you like know, warm like, water yeah with yeah. warm water just like pumping into your face Ugh, like, god it was rough and then just sweating wow yeah great time though good time <laughs> so Philly was dope we went to Philly because it was uh, we wanted to go somewhere halfway we had to be there uh, on the Sunday to do stuff in Alexandria, Virginia which is just over the border from uh, Washington D.C. Um, so we decided to go to Philly, uh, randomly just booked a hotel on the way and we went to Tired Hands, which was a huge bucket list for me personally, because they are the inventors of the motherfucking milkshake IPA, Team Lactose All Day. <sighs> and it was so sick. They had a margarita one with salt and lime, which was cool. It was a bit weird, but it was like, I get it. This is where, mm-hmm. you know, them and Omnipolo came up with that. We went to, they had three main facilities in it's called Ardmore, Pennsylvania and then downtown Philly they have a beer garden but we didn't go there yeah um, we went to the the brew pub first I had a few like I guess a flight or whatever um, there was the place next door to it which is the general store and that's where we bought some cans to go um, and you can actually drink the cans there mm-hmm. and then there was a place called the Fermentoria like two blocks away and we went there because they didn't have and I was like, oh, I was hoping they'd have some of the milkshakes. And the dude was like at the store, was like, no, I go down there, they got different different cans. So we went down there, had a single pint, and the dude was cool. We didn't even know him from BOS and he just gave us the Oh, he was so nice. And we just yeah, left him yeah, a solid cool. tip. So we left him like a I don't even know why he did that. I think because he had a bad client so customer cool. before that. I think he, we were such a big contrast to that asshole he had who was yeah. a customer as well at the same time. And he was just like Because that guy came up to while he was talking to us and just giving us like recommendations of where to eat. And the guy's like, oh, excuse me, like, uh, can we pay? Like, I, w- I would love to pay now or something like that. Yeah. Like, and he's like, that guy's been a dick all night. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he's like, we tried to pay him. He's like, yeah, don't worry. We and had then one, we wanted like, to pay him. He wouldn't let us pay. So we're just like, okay, we'll just give Yeah, we'll give like a 5 or $10 tip yeah. or something. And we got a couple cans to go. So we got the, the milkshake. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So we got the milkshake, which I was stoked to a vanilla milkshake, which was exceptional and something else. 
Um, so that was really cool. Stayed in Philly that night. We went to uh, Fishtown the next day, which is the hipster area, the Williamsburg of Philly. Yeah. Uh, went to found La Colombe. This is like a, for any of the coffee heads. We always basically we love third wave coffees. And you like you should be a coffee like I don't know I just feel like this is a whole other thing now while we're talking about I just want I'm just curious I want people to respond to your oh you can't leave comments on podcasts oh DM and this section is not going to be in the video unfortunately um, because like we only have so much time and the videos are only a certain amount of minutes yeah 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 but I just want oh want some popcorn yeah but um. I need to know. Don't piss JF off by being really loud with the problem. JF, just so you know, we listen to your podcast feedback. We are using coasters to make Ooh. sure that nothing no, no, no. is loud. This, oh, we, no, we put it on the books so to make sure yeah. that nothing's loud. And we're using coasters to make sure there's no clanging. There's like two levels of making sure that the audio is... Is, is not so uh, that you don't hear bumpy us. when we put our glassware exactly. down. We have yeah. coasters and we have the, uh, the microphone on two books. To make sure that we dull Cause every time, any of that noise. Yeah, yeah, we understand it's like you don't get it when you put a glass down and it, and it makes a noise and it's it's fine when you're sitting here. It doesn't sound loud, but it's right in front of the mic. And it's fine on video because you have context. You see it almost like a movie. Yeah, it's it not sounds and it makes yeah. sense. But when you're just listening to it in a car, you mm. just hear like... Doo-doo-doo. Right, and I was like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Explain the coffee thing because I tweeted about it then we'll come back to... No, <laughs> did you? No, I tweeted it's about it. It's just our number one like thing that just... Pet peeves, I really. just never understand. It's not. It's not a pet peeve. It doesn't bother me, it me. It's just confusing, because like, how do you love and drink craft beer, which is like this beautifully crafted product with intention, made with great ingredients, you know, like, and with all this loving care and all that jazz, all the reasons why we love craft beer, and then drink Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> it just throws me off so much. I think we saw or a gas station was, uh... coffee or diner coffee. Yeah. Because like, how do you go from Blood Brothers? Like how in the same oh, week? Fairweather. How in the same week? Or Fairweather, let's say. How do you go? Has Fairweather made it like a stout, a coffee stout? We're about to drink. Oh. I don't think we have any in this pack. I don't know. I think there is. Yeah, coffee and cacao. Okay. So how could you, sorry, <laughs> drink something like that and love all these flavors and then somehow go ahead and like drink this like stripped down, awfully mass produced dirt. dirt Tim Hortons water garbage drink? It's just so weird to me. Like I feel like your palate... Like, how does the palate adjust to be able to take that? Like, I cannot take Tim Hortons coffee. No. I can't take shit coffee. No. And, like, mostly because you can taste that it's, like, burnt. Like, Starbucks is burnt. That's my Starbucks main pet is the one that drives my me crazy. My main pet peeve with Starbucks is that it's burnt it's and that it's overpriced. So it's like, what the hell? Like, I could get, like, you could still get a really good craft latte at the same price. Doesn't yes. make any sense. Cheaper. And then, like, Tim Hortons is, like, very watered down. Like, these all have, like, they don't care about coffee. Like, it's no. clear they have no appreciation at all for coffee. Correct. So it just feels weird. Like, I'm so confused as how the palate doesn't panic. Like, be like, what is this garbage that you're putting on my tongue? Like, yeah. I thought we like to, like... Whole like things. things with like lots of effort and <laughs> like yeah. what's going on. So I'm curious. Yeah, it's just that's always like weird to me. Like when I see people and they're like posted to horns, I'm like, how? Like how can you actually? That's more like stomach that. Yeah, I'm not mad at them. I'm just confused. I would yeah. say. I think when I tweet, I tweeted something like, if you claim to be a craft beer drinker and you're out there drinking Tim Hortons, then I don't believe you. You're not. Your palate is shit, and I don't trust you. That's I a bit dramatic. You, it, well, I think it's true. I don't trust you at all. <laughs> like I'm going to be dramatic about it. Yeah, because. Like, I feel like, I think you saw a picture of someone we knew or something that was a craft beer person with Tim's and it pissed me off. And then someone else sent me the other day a craft beer person with a bo- with box wine. 
So in my mind, if you're drinking, and this is, and I'm only judging this off our own journey, when I say our, you and I, mm-hmm. um, Scott's a bit different. Scott will still drink gas station coffee. I don't fucking get it, bro. Yeah, and he'll I drink macro beers. Get it. And he'll drink macro beers. Yeah. And he'll probably drink, because I think he just likes the alcohol. Yeah. And I think my brother coffee, my, he just wants the caffeine. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. It's, does it do what it's intended to do? Yes. Yeah. Cool. And I get that to a degree. Um for us and the way that you and I came because we discovered Niagara wine together in 2011 mm-hmm. when we got together and we, we started doing Niagara trips and then we didn't neither of us drank white wine yeah. and we were like what the fuck and we understood yeah, we white wine now thing we used to and it was the sommelier and he correct was, yeah, like, and then we moved to Montreal and then we discovered coffee and yeah. we started going to the I can't remember how you got me onto se- uh, second cup because yeah. I didn't even drink coffee and then we went which is funny me coming from Melbourne literally the best coffee, coffee city in the world yeah. like don't at me it's true mm-hmm. and um you know, got into it. So, you know, living in here, we're very sport. Montreal is arguably the, one of the best cities for coffee outside of um, Melbourne. And when I'm seeing people do that, I'm like, how does he drink? Because like, I, I, I struggle, like I said, about Red Stripe before. Mm-hmm. I really struggle with macro beer. Mm-hmm. I don't mind some. I, like, don't mind as yeah. opposed to, like, detest. But then, like, I, I just struggle when you... If you're going to go... I couldn't go, just give me, like, a Tim Hortons double-double or just, like, oh, my <laughs> Gosh, I can't imagine like what that tastes like. Like an ice cap? Because it's, like, a slushy. An ice cap is, like, a slurpee to me. Yeah, ice cap is, like, a big... I feel like ice caps don't count only because it's, like, you're not in it for a coffee-flavored It doesn't taste coffee. like Tim Hortons It's coffee. a big sugar-flavored coffee drink or something yeah. like that. Like, sugar-flavored. It's more sugary with a little hint of coffee flavor, like a coffee crisp like chocolate yeah. bar. Did you guys know those? No, it's Canadian. Okay, but like, see, like the, those coffee crystals yeah, were my, beer. that was like my that thing joke, back right? in the day. Yeah. But like, I feel like it's more like that because it's like, oh, I'm not in it for like to enjoy this experience. It's just so weird because it feels so like, it doesn't correlate at all because it's like you love craft beer for this beautiful experience and all this great flavors and everything that you're getting out of it. So why would not, why does, why would that not translate across everything? That's right. what I think is confusing to me. Like, why would it not translate to coffee and why would it not translate to food really in the end yeah. and i know like food's another good point people that are eating this trash ass like yeah. uh, take out stuff like fast food things when like i understand sometimes you're on the road you, you don't have a choice when we're yeah, on the we road we eat some trash stuff but we really don't. we choose a and w which really is just the best fast food period yeah like i don't know like best fast food in canada sorry because best? um there is um there is chick-fil-a out there in the u.s and some other things mm. but um <laughs> wow I'll take care of that. Yeah. You just keep talking. I'll just keep talking. Um, probably more protect the books. Mm. That's the main problem there. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the, the thing about that was we were just mad vex about... Um, I, oh, not even vex, that's not, that's not the right word. We were just really, really confused about people having a... Uh, a, a like drinking bad coffee. Um, hang on, let me move the mic. Sorry, guys, had a bit of a water spillage. We're just trying to rinse the glass. Oh, shit, I can't move the mic. I forgot this plugged in. Oh, shit, the beer. Oh, no. It's problematic. There you go. Okay. Well, that worked out a bit easier than I thought. Yeah. It's only water, thank God. Um, yeah. So, if anyone has any thoughts on if you're a person who drinks gas station or um, Tim Horns or just sort of like, you know, kind of more low end coffee, or even arguably you could say that about wine or. Um, fast food or something like that like regularly at least not even like well i'm driving from montreal to toronto and i don't have a choice because there's like three places you can go to type of thing um yeah i'm actually just curious it's out of curiosity yeah i just want to know what's up and i just find it really strange i feel like people might claim that they're like craft beer people when real in reality they're just like alcohol and they don't mind the craft beer but they'll sit there and they'll drink a bud or a paps or something at a 
barbecue happily and not have a problem with it. So I, I feel like it might even be, and that's probably even me being a snob on top of that. Or not even a purist, like a, like a beer snob for sure. Um, as far as like, oh, I just don't like it. It's not even snobbery. I just don't like it. Like I try it. It makes me feel bad. Like it's, it's something that like I learned along the way. So when I see all these people claiming to be craft, I just find it strange that you would also not carry that ethos into other areas of your life where flavor is important, such as coffee and wine and such. But anyway, I digress. Um, let me pour this next beer. And we'll keep talking about uh, Philly. So the next one we're going is called Brainchild. It's an IPA with Gewurztraminer, which is a type of um, white wine. Bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say it's a favor of ours, but I quite like a good, uh, good old Gewurz. Oh, I love it. I don't think I've ever I, had... I like it with beer, because it's a bit sweet on the, on the sweeter side. I don't think that's sip that, because you have a bit of, too much water in there for my liking. I probably have the same. Uh, I don't think I've ever had... I think we had the... Um, what was this? The, the, the Blood Brothers one called? That had... Um, um, I've got, I've got some in the fridge. Uh, White Lies. White Lies. Thank you. Uh, Blood Brothers do a sick... Um, I think they're kind of like farmhouse. Riesling, yeah, it was Riesling the first time. There's Riesling, Blanc. I've got like two of them in the fridge. I want to do a like a versus video on them. Nice. Um, so I actually haven't had this one, so I do need to do the photograph. Looks nice, nice and uh, opaque. Beautiful color. This is seven percent. Says mind over matters. I'm like, all right. Doesn't smell too whiny. Like it almost almost smells like a sour, but it just says IPA. You getting anything from that? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow! Cheers! Wow. <laughs> All right, nice, solid. Photograph, please. All right, guys, we're just taking a quick photo, and you know everyone's used goes. to this by now. Uh-oh. Just because like dead silent. All of a sudden, yeah, you that's know? true. I'm gonna let them know. Go. Bam. Satisfactory? Yeah, fine. All right, so let me just write a few one-sentence notes on this, and we'll keep talking about Philly. Yes, okay, so Brainchild, it is 7%. I like it. This is really, really good. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like it's almost like a sour. I think it's like tripping me out because the wine in and of itself and the way they interact with everything. Uh, What's it say there? Brainchild is an experimental IPA that attempts to marry the tropical fruit aromatics of the German Gewurztraminer to the similar aromatics found in New World hops. Okay. We kept the bitterness low in an attempt to let the acidity of the grapes give the beer structure. Aromatically, Brainchild boasts big lemon peel, lychee, and cannabis notes. Wow. Did you get the cannabis? I guess it's like terpene-y. I can get, I can get that. The lemon's heavy. Yeah. I expect that a bit. It's a bit dank, you know. Okay. It's great. That's all it says? Yeah, that's all it says. Alright. I like it. I'd be curious to know who the grapes are from. Oh, that's a good point. I wonder if they got like must or... Yeah, because sometimes they'll get it from... Like anyone, like if they can get a mass just amount of... um... Like Rosewood or something? No, Rosewood's like not when you can get... Like that's like, hey, you need to specifically ask them or something. Ahead oh, of right. That's actually know. like a collab. But sometimes room. you can get it for a lot from like a large manufacturer of Canadian like... Of wine or whatever. Wine and stuff, yeah. Just because we're going to the second one, I'll crack this next Nate Nate's Great Jerky. This is a sweet habanero bacon crack. It's like saying bacon <laughs> I have to keep crack. saying it. I don't know. I like it. Uh, I don't... Maybe it's what it was spicy. Though. All right. 
Let me try it first to see if my. It's okay. Look. Even if it's just totally, right, guys, totally just I'm case. not a spice fan, so I'm trying a little bit here. Mm, no, it's fine. Not so spicy. Kicking in after the fact. Yeah. Just a bit though. It's not crazy. Oh yeah, there it is. Nice. I like that. Alright. Nice great jerky. I like bacon jerky. Yeah. Interesting. Alright. Philly. Went to Fishtown with the coffee. The the plug. Oh shit, that's fucking spicy, man. That hip. Yeah, you should probably back away from that. <laughs> um there's a place that's really popular there called La Colombe. The cafe we went to the main one in Fishtown was the biggest third wave cafe we've ever been to. Um like it was the size of a brewery. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was insane. I've never been to a cafe Couldn't like that it. in my life. Yeah. Coffee, fire. We're pretty particular. To and I honest. was concerned because I was like, oh, you're operating on this large. Yeah, level. this There's is no way too big. This, I was like, this is going to be like. This cannot be good. Yeah. There's no way. Um, a little battery's flashing there, but let it write, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we had, we had the coffee there. And we they had um, oat milk draft lattes. Because basically, I really, my main drink is an oat milk latte right now. I fuck so oat milk heavy. And they had it on draft. I was like, cold latte. I was like, what is this? And they had all these cans. So I bought one. It was called Triple Shot. And it was basically a latte in a can. It was this patented uh, nitro lattes. And I had that right after, just probably a bad cold because it was like too much, um, uh, you know, caffeine right after the other, um, unfortunately. And, um,. It was like so good, and I think we ended up going back somewhere, and we bought some. Um, <laughs> we bought more to go. Yeah. Of the cans of coffee, I just couldn't believe it's my new favorite thing, um, and I ended up discovering them in Vermont. They were in Vermont now, so I'm able to bring some back, and I got some in New York. So now it's like by far my favorite stuff. So Philly was cool. Um, we did a podcast. If you haven't checked it out, Beat Society. Um, check that out. We did a podcast with Hezekiah and Sayo. Hezekiah is a, an MC and producer in Philly. I worked with him on my first album. Great dude. Um, and it's cool. They've got this night um, called Beat Society, like an event. And basically it was like a producer-based event. Um, Kanye West, fun fact, Kanye West, part of the video from um, uh, Through the Wire was shot at a Beat Society event, which was super cool. Like, So they've been doing it forever. So it was really cool. They had us on, both Tiff and I on, to talk about high season, talk about BOS and the music stuff. So that was fun. Um, and the campaign with Virginia was we went to Alexandria, um, we went to Richmond, and we went to Virginia Beach and Norfolk, mm-hmm. essentially. So we spent the, the campaign. This was an interesting one. So we didn't have like the crazy, uh, like when we did Colorado and stuff, like it's like sort of minute not minute to minute but hour to hour we had to be certain places this was kind of like we made our own schedule like i booked the podcasts um because i had to push it a week uh i think we lost one yeah there was one that we were I supposed forget, to, do that what we was. Get to do they couldn't do it oh it was triple crossing triple crossing but we went there anyway oh, yeah. and still saw him scott was a legend so we we ended up doing a podcast with crooked run um they're in sterling virginia about 45 minutes from um alexandria um that battery died i don't know if it matters but not now we can do it later uh, and uh, they were fantastic, super cool guys. Beers were exceptional. Got a sick, uh, like Mexican taco spot inside the brewery. Um, really, really cool place. Loved everything there. Um, we went to a few bars. Alexandra's like an old town, it's kind of like Montreal, like Old Port. 
It's gorgeous. Um, super pretty. I wish we spent more yeah, time. Everything beautiful. was like super rushed yeah. as always. It reminds me of Niagara on the Lake. Yes, definitely. Um, we ended up accidentally going to the Aslan uh, Alexandria Taproom launch Opening. party. Yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah. Just because it happened to open on the Monday crazy. night that we were there. Yeah. yeah, the place was huge. I'd like to see it afterwards. I felt like it was still like it was so echoey because it was so big and I felt like it just didn't feel complete but they just opened anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, beers with fire, of course. Didn't have any cans to go, no. unfortunately. Um, but uh, they were really, really good. So that was a lot of fun. Um I don't think we did much else in Alexandria. Richmond was really dope because we got to link up with Eric from Capsule and Uncap Everything. Shouts to you, bro. Um, we went to... What did we do in Richmond? We went to Triple Crossing, first of all, and that was when the heat was just insane. Yeah, that was just gross. <laughs> mm. That was like the hottest day, I That think. was too much, yeah. Yeah, in, in, in Virginia. That was definitely the hottest day. Uh, mm-hmm. Like... Triple Crossing was huge. Went to the main. It's called Fulton. Is the the one that we went to. It's huge place was awesome. The beers were exceptional. Um, that were my favorite find of the whole trip. Like, I was going to ask you what's your favorite. I was going to ask you at the end, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. definitely Triple Crossing. Triple Crossing was my favorite. Like, that uh, stout. We didn't get to review. Um, I he wouldn't because it wasn't finished it wasn't yet. Finished, and you didn't yeah. even have a name for it. Yeah, and I saw they released it like a few weeks after the, yeah, we got back. Yeah. Fuck man, it was like brownie batter. It yeah, was, like, it was incredible. Yeah, it was, it was so incredible. good. But their beers are so fat. I cannot express enough that you have to go to Triple Cross. And, have and they have one downtown. Yeah. They have the bigger one out. They got a few. And we went out to like the one in the suburbs or whatever. I think it was just outside of Richmond, but yeah. it's like the bigger one that had space, like yeah. in an industrial area. Yeah, it felt like the suburbs, but I guess it was just outside of the city. And it was still like farmlandy and felt like suburbs. So nice. So, um, so good. That was so good. We what else did we do? We went to um, went that was to the Vale. No, we that did was the crawl uh, that night and the next day. Yeah. So we went. Uh, we met up with Eric at the Vale, which was a bucket list one. Now, like this was one of the things where we were like all of these trips, and I think it was the weather too. We always end up full beard out <laughs> and beard out and tired by the time we get to like bucket list breweries I think we were fine at tired hands because it yeah. was the first thing of the whole trip but yeah. even after three days or whatever it was mm-hmm. by the time we got to the Vale um, I was just like <sighs> I'm sure everyone must find that if they do a beer trip that lasts also because beer is like so filling it's filling and it's just like a lot over and over Yeah, and I was a little disappointed in myself that I felt that way at the Veil, which was my bucket list one, the other ones of so Tied Hands in the Veil, the, the whole like, the things I was most excited for. Yeah, um, which is why you buy and you bring back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we brought a bunch of stuff back from the Veil anyway. So it was it was cool, and mm-hmm. we went to Vazen after mm-hmm. that. They were really cool. They were so cool. Yeah, he, yeah, Eric had done some events with him, so he knew him. So that was super cool. Mm-hmm. He was G. Um, Eric's amazing. Go definitely go follow. Uncap go follow everything. Uncap everything, and we are Cap Soul on mm-hmm. Instagram. And he just dropped the magazine actually. Oh, nice! The, that the Cap Soul magazine, okay, perfect. The second one. Uh, a bunch of parties down there. Richmond was so sick. So yeah. the area that we went to, we did the crawl the next day in, it's called Scott's Edition. Such a yeah. weird name. It's yeah. probably got some history because they were telling us that like the the Civil War ended in Richmond and yeah. stuff. There's a lot of historical significance. It's a very like uh, uh, swing state. Like, oh yeah, history rich. Yeah, um, super. Very rich in history there. Yeah. So the next day we went through Scott's Edition. We went to, I'm trying to think now, we went to um, for Ardent. What was that first one? Had a funny name. I can actually tell you based on my um Oh, your Instagram? My Instagram. Okay, perfect. <laughs> because I mapped them all um, out as we went along. We went to Yeah, Ardent, but was Ardent first? Uh no, Ardent was um you actually you posted a picture from it the other day. Um Ardent was the one you took a call outside. Oh right, I was working outside. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, okay, so triple crossing, then Vale. 
Then Vazen. Then that one. Oh, that one. Strange ways. Strange ways. Okay, I thought it was a funny name. That's not funny at all. No. Then Ardent. we went to Ardent. The answer. Mm-hmm. And oh, then Mekong. the answer is oh, the answer, and yeah, Mekong. That's oh, like gosh. legendary. Okay. Like so, we were so vexed. Wow. Yeah, the shit was crazy. So we went. The answer was like another really popular one that people told us about, and they're a little outside of Richmond. We did it on the way to going to Virginia Beach. And um, Dancer was dope. The the bartenders, everyone was super cool. We're telling them what we're doing. We're filming the vlog and bam, bam. And um, they told us there, after all of the time in Richmond, they had this Richmond, the, the tourism office, which I don't know why they didn't tell us, but they had like a, a, um, a Richmond beer trail or a Richmond beer guide and you mm-hmm. could follow them all and go to all the different spots. Yeah. yeah like, man, we could have been like promoting us. Yeah, the whole time. It made yeah. no sense. So Nick, the, the trippiest thing, Everyone told us, and when they people were telling me stuff, it's interesting, right? Right before you go somewhere and you've never been there before, you don't really pay that much detailed attention to everything that everyone's telling you because all these names they're throwing at you kind of mean nothing. When we went, people were telling us about the answer. They're like, oh, you have to go next door to Mekong. It's a Vietnamese restaurant with a beer bar in the back, and it got voted the number one beer bar in the States like four years in a row or something. So I was like, sure, fine. And we went to answer and we're like, yeah, cool. And then we asked the chick about it, the, the bartender who's cool. And she said, yeah, it's the same owners and stuff, but you definitely have to see it. And we're like, oh, we're just, once again, full, tired, beard out. But we had to finish. We had to keep doing, have to keep going, soldiering on. So we're like, all right, let's just go. And we went there and you walk in, it just looks like a crappy, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s kind of like restaurant, like a <laughs> restaurant. You walk in, looks completely what you'd expect. You go to the back. And then you just all these different types of people and this crazy board of arguably the greatest tapless I've ever seen. I've the, never seen anything like that. Nothing, right? Never. Yeah. They even had Bellwoods on it. Shout out to Bellwoods. Because yeah. somehow it was like Bellwoods Tangerine everywhere, no matter what. Jelly King was the on there. Two breweries that end up no matter what wherever you know what I'm I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Collective arts and Bellwoods. At Bellwoods. Yeah. It doesn't matter it is where everywhere. we are. I'm like, really? Collab. We were in Philly, remember? At that random um, Death, convenience store? Yeah. Death is only Quebecois. Oh, I sorry. Convenience store. So we were at a convenience store in Philadelphia. I'm like, are you kidding me? Collective Arts is in the fridge here? Like, it's just how, everywhere. I'm surprised they weren't in Jamaica. Like, it's right? ridiculous. <laughs> they're just everywhere. It's amazing. I'm so impressed by that. Like, their reach is, is real, for sure. Their reach is insane. Also, congratulations to them, because they were named one of the top startups in Canada. In Canada. By which LinkedIn is... the other day. Very exciting for them. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, just changing the battery for the camera there. So, we went to Mekong. We were just like, all right, they had two beers from the Vale. We're like, all right, fuck it, let's get them. Because I knew we didn't get to drink enough and I was kind of vexed. So, we got a couple of beers from them and, um, like, all right, let's just order some, like, appetizers. Well, we had to because it just looks so good and everything. People kept bringing the food pots. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah. So, we tried the food. It was just amazing. I really would love to go there and spend an evening without having to drive because we also had to be careful because I had to drive. So Richmond was great. We stayed in Hampton, and then, but we didn't spend any time there. I don't think there was really much going on. No. We did a uh, NASA or something interesting was there. Wasn't Hampton had something weird and random there? They had the NASA. Oh, it was near Langley. If anyone's seen oh, Langley, Homeland, yes, yes. it's all around there. And you go past on the freeway coming down there and you go past like you're not allowed to exit off the freeway. There's an actual exit, but it's like you go to the NASA base mm-hmm. and you have to like, it's all like official and shit. Like um, 
if like you have to show like ID and stuff to get in. Crazy. It was super cool. Was NASA was one other thing, like the FBI or CIA or something. Like, that's also very interesting. Because it was but, DC, I guess DMV right? in general. Yeah. It's just like it was very like, interesting. What the hell? Area. It's like exit here for NASA. Authorized only, like oh, all yeah. these things. Like if you make the wrong only, right, like, if you like make you the get, wrong right, you could get really you'd be, like you'd be in jail for sure. Yeah, I'm probably just sh- yeah shoot you down or something. That was crazy intense. Yeah. Um, Norfolk was cool. We did a podcast with O'Connor. Very cool. Kevin was such a G. Brewery was dope. Beers were fire. Um, that was a lot of fun. We didn't really get to spend much time in Norfolk. We found a cafe there. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bunch of third wave in like Richmond. Not so much anywhere else. Um, the what else did we do in Norfolk? We went to Virginia Beach the next day, and we started doing the vlog, and we kind of combined it. So I don't. Was there another brewery in Norfolk? I don't believe so. We just yo no. What was that one? There was the one side with B. Fuck, what was it called? Man, I just can't really remember. There what was did one. We, do? we went inside outside, and there was that the girl out there who was just being really like loud and stuff. I don't remember. I I think I finished the vlog there. Or started the vlog there. I don't remember. It was nighttime. And we went to Commonwealth Brewing. Commonwealth was sick. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, people told me about that. We did... What was the big... Oh, man, I don't even remember the names now. New Realm. New Realm was the big one we went outside. Ah, uh, yes. We sat okay. out in the in the thing right after because it was your birthday that day. Yeah. We went to the beach and we went to New Realm. Okay. Then I think we went to Commonwealth. Then we went to the one that started with B. I don't remember. God damn it. Yeah, you know if you, if you, you probably... I don't see it in my story, so was I not impressed or something? Because I don't even see it in my... We had one beer each. They were, they were chill. They were cute. The you beers should... were great. I'm just really terrible with Oh, the no, we did go to a really cool place. Hold on. Is that the one with no parking? No, I usually had tons of parking. No, Commonwealth was the cool place. Oh, Commonwealth the... was the dope place with no that parking. That was the one place. Commonwealth had first well, I was like, get valet. parking. What is this valet? Like, why are we trying to do valet at a... New Rome, is it? That was the outside. Um, then there's Commonwealth. Oh, that one. bench top. Bench oh top. yeah, the really loud people. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. Bench top was cool. Their beers were great. What's that? Becca. Oh, then we met the yeah. uh, tourism lady. Yeah, and she then we lovely. went to that. Um, um, what's it called? Precarious. Oh yeah, precarious. Oh, so yes. shout out to Madeline. Um, yeah. Someone I knew from Instagram. She's a taproom manager at this new one in an area called Williamsburg called Precarious. Wicked place. Huge. Arcade in there, like, full, like, arcade games and stuff. A full, like, shipping container with a, another, like, taco spot. Um, beers were fire. I was super disappointed. I felt terrible because it was maybe 11.30 and we had a three-hour drive to go to D.C. and we'd already had a really long day. Yeah. So but we could she... only stay for no... Yeah, we couldn't stay long at all. Mm. It was like half an hour. And I felt like I felt terrible because I know she was like, all right, what do you guys want next? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt really guilty. Um, but their beers were so good. I really want to get down there. We did a beer mail and some uh, one minutes with, mm-hmm. um, with some of their beer. It was really great. So then we, that was Virginia. Really good time. Really enjoyed it. Vlog coming soon. We did um, DC for a couple of nights. So the first night we really got to DC at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day we went to, a, uh, we finished off Alexandria, went to Port City. To go to Alexandria, which was super cool. Um, they were the main brewery there. We didn't get to do a podcast with them, but they were like they won all millions of awards and stuff. Just really classic styles, and they do them exceptionally well. Um, we did the DC little round because you hadn't been there before. So yeah. we did the Lincoln Memorial, Jefferson, MLK. It was 
even um, more hot. It was the hottest day. <laughs> it was the hottest we day. Had, like, of I life. got an ice cream. We never, yeah. you never eat ice cream. I never eat ice cream, and I was like, please give can me anything. An and then like we the got the ice cream, and it just like melted all over. Like it was immediately was melting. Yeah. And then they had to before. go into the gift shops to get air conditioning. <laughs> it was crazy. It was out of control. Yeah. Did that unplug? No. Um, so that was a good time. Uh, we went to a brewery called Blue Jacket in DC, which everyone told me about. That yeah. was super dope. Yeah. Um, and we was went that to the, the one oh, with your cousins or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the second bar called Church Key, um, which was super cool. And I saw Bellwoods were doing a takeover there like the other of week. Of course. Of course they are. They're out of control. Yeah. And the, the brewery were cool. The, the beer bar was cool. The brewery was better. The beer bar, like, the dude fucked up my order. I didn't even know. He didn't know what he gave me and stuff. I was kind of annoyed because yeah. I, I take the photos and I, yeah. I review them and stuff. So. Also, you should know what you're giving people. Yeah, particularly at a beer bar that takes himself. But I feel like we came there wait, like right at the end of the night and they yeah. were kind of annoyed that we were even there. So, <laughs> I, as I someone the who's been I know it. there, yeah. I, I get it. I wasn't yeah. that. So it was a good time. So the whole, that trip was good, but it was intense. It was so hot. It was just a lot every mm-hmm. day. So that was cool. Then we were back in Montreal for like another, like, six days. We went to Toronto. I think it's when we did the Rorschach podcast. Rorschach is awesome. Rorschach was super dope. Yeah, check that podcast out. He is so cool. Yes. Always good. Matt was was a G. Uh, Matt. Matt, of course he's Matt. It's probably the number one name for anyone working or owning a brewery. Can we all say that Matt's like the number one name? Yeah, I would say Matt, Mark, Mark's Dan. Big one. Steve. Dan, Steve. Dan's really big. I feel like it's Steve Bones. Steve, Steve Bones, Bones, yeah. Okay. There's other Steves though. Okay. But like Dan is a huge one, I feel Dan's like. Dan's a big too. one. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's just funny. Dave probably as well. Oh, Dave's big. Dave's big. <laughs> um, I wonder why. It's just really funny. There's like this generation. Like it's, of just, like, it's just the combination of like this generation or something. Yeah. And it's really funny. But yeah. They love it. Then we went to Vermont. So we came back from Toronto. I went to Vermont for three nights. We did actually a, a campaign with uh, Muskoka, which we'll talk about shortly, um, which was cool. And then we did a... Did we do a podcast? We did a podcast with Green Empire, mm-hmm. which was super good. They were which great. Which was uh, Dave... Yeah, Dave. <laughs> uh, they were dope. Um, visited Zero Gravity. We hung out with. I, I found out Jake. who Dave and Evan. Evan. It reminds me of um, James Franco's brother. Dave Franco. I can see that. One hundred percent. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Go I watch was, like, the podcast. I'm like, who do you remind me of? Like, Killing me. Like, Particularly like, in the context of beer. Off and then I think I was like shows. in the shower or something. And I was like, James Franco's brother. That's who <laughs> so go anyway, check yeah. out episode one fifty. It's crazy. Evan, you look like Dave. Yeah. Not the Dave. From Green Empire to Dave Franco, different yeah. Dave, so many days. Um, we got to visit Zero Gravity when he get to do a podcast, but we hung out. I think his name was Jake. The oh, he was so cool. He was yeah, the tavern manager. Yeah, it was mad cool. Um, we did a nice little vertical or like a little yes. co- little verses there. That was fun. Yeah, trying the uh, like a bottle version, a bottle conditioned version of a Belgian ale and a, um, the draft version. Mm-hmm. Took us around the brewery, so much bigger than we thought. Um, and we're going to do a BML with some of the stuff yeah. we left with soon from Zero them. Gravity Slays, man. They so just, good. when the product's good, but yeah, their marketing is on 1,000% yeah. right there. Like, photography, bang. Whoever yep. the photographer is, like... Killing yeah, it. Killing oh, Katie. 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 Social media. Katie, you killing it out there. Katie's killing the game. Um, so, Vermont was always fire. We went to Lawson, see Justin. We went to... Shit, where else did we go? Went to Foam. We always go to Foam. Always, yeah. Where else did we go? Man, um, the summer's been a blur. I'm just trying to like recap because I feel like this is like it's, it's been a pretty eventful. Yeah. yeah, we haven't really done that so much. Yeah, so we went to a bunch of places. Yeah, met up with Joe. For, went to Burlington Beer Co. With Joe from 14th Star. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 14th Star BML we just dropped with some good stuff we got then. Uh, Burlington Beer Co. is always fire. Oh, you trying to check? Nice. Yeah. 
Um, thank God for Instagram. My Vermont uh, highlights pretty real though. So yeah. Oh, looks like it foam which Monarch for. Oh yeah, Monarch and Milkweed. That was a great. Recommend that. No, that was, that was it. Oh, it was pretty chill. Yeah. Um, so that was like the really intense period of summer, and we went into the summer with a no travel plan kind of vibe. We're like, you know what? We're not going to plan anything. Whatever happens. We're going to roll with it. And then we end up having all of these sort of back-to-back or close-to-back-to-back type stuff. Uh, we had a couple weeks here. Then we went to New York for Afropunk, which we do every year. It's our third year in a row. Um, that was always fun. The beer side of it, uh, we went... Other Half is everywhere. So yeah. wherever we go, we always get to drink Other Half. We did a podcast with Beer Wax. That was 153, I believe. So yeah. go check that. That was a fantastic episode with Chris. Beer Wax was sick. We didn't get to like see it when it was sort of open. We did it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good time. We did a... That day, we did a uh, Brooklyn Beer Crawl. Like yeah. Part two, because we yeah. did one... Was it last year? The year before? Last year, yeah. Um, so we went to Other Half, of course. Beer Wax. This year, we did LIC, Long Island City Brew Beer Project in Queens. Uh, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, the front of it smelled. There was like, a, it must be an open sewer, which I feel terrible for them because it was really bad. And we had awful. to go to the very back. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it was like a Monday, so it probably didn't affect them too much. But mm-hmm. it was very intense. Maybe New Yorkers are used to the smell. But for us, it was like, whoa, dude. New York just has like scents and smells all the time. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> of poo. That one was real. That so, one was real. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of poo in New York. Yeah. Tons of poo. Uh, where else did we go after that? We went to... Interborough, which was my favorite discovery in New York. I'd had a couple of their beers before, but the brew pub was tinier than they I thought it was going to be. great and really welcoming and just also just good vibes. Yeah, it was great good, vibes, good great music. music. Oh, we had some food great there beer, too. Great beer, some food. Was great. Yeah, um, was their cool. servers were lovely. Like yeah. sometimes it's hit or miss wherever you go, you know, whatever. I understand yeah. I've been in that, so I don't judge too much on that because people have bad days and stuff. It's, yeah. it's fine. Um, but yeah, Interborough was a real, real good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we finished off at Torst, which was somewhere we've been trying to get. Wow, yeah. Torst was ridiculous. Torst By that was stage, incredible. we would beard the fuck out as well. Oh, yeah, I had so one much. at that time, but... Well, as in we're just kind of done, I yeah. think. I had a wicked crispy boy from uh, Suarez family. I think it was my first beer ever from them, like mm-hmm. a slow pour crispy. And the best chicken sandwich. Everyone's talking about Popeye's and like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. This chicken sandwich was the greatest thing I've ever had. Yeah. It was exceptional. Crazy flavor. Just fantastic. So good. Phenomenal. So that was the that was kind of the end of it. Then we've kind of been in Montreal. So I haven't been anywhere since New York, have we? So great, thank yeah, God. So good. Yeah. So since now we're August like, twenty sixth. That's not even that long. It's only September fourteenth. So like, oh, well, we haven't been anywhere it's since been like August twenty eighth or something. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. That's beautiful. It's been great. So it's been an eventful first part of the summer. Uh, now I've been in Montreal for a little bit, um, and it's been good. So the next thing I want to actually chat about was the examples of great beer marketing we've seen since episode one thirty. So we've seen a few things. I'm not saying they really hurt us, but it's really cool to see some people doing it right. Um, since we talked about it, um, yeah, for in that episode, the second episode, I think the first one was more like a general overview. I think the second episode we went a bit deeper in um, influencer marketing and stuff, if I'm not mistaken, about how it works and what PR actually no, is. No, that was the first episode. That was the first. Because you went on a rant. I went my I got a, yeah. I got strong feelings about yeah. stuff. Yeah, and okay. second, I think the second one was more applicable social. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even fucking remember. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. So, some uh, examples of great marketing. Um, villains. We did a podcast with them. That actually, the one before this. Social media marketing. Social media marketing. I'm yeah. so sorry. Uh, in that context, um, mm-hmm. Villains Brasseur here in Montreal. Um, they have a great. I actually met her. Forgot her name, but she's a super dope photographer. 
they do super the the branding is great really bright and unique and kind of abstract um, i'm just looking at them right there like the, the cans are just very very pretty uh and the the they've really leveraged like the photography yeah to sort of match the the color scheme and mm-hmm. stuff and which design yeah yeah i really appreciate that and the effort they go to to sort of um to, to keep that consistent very very cool mm-hmm. um Masorum Brassatorium, who opened, I think, like six weeks ago here in Montreal. Like, most people will probably be aware of that if you're in the area, but basically, they're the new hype brewery in the province. They are specifically trying to do Vermont style, like a Vermont style brewery. It feels like you're in the States. They only do haze. They've done a couple sour kind of beers, and they, they said they're going to do like a Pilsner and a Stout, but that's it. There's nothing really else they're going to do. It's kind mm-hmm. of a foam style that's of cool. um, brewery. Um, much, much needed. If you guys have listened to the podcast, I have desperately begged the universe to bring something like this to Montreal. So I'm very excited with them. And their marketing mm. is sick. They even had the custom Instagram stories gifts, um, which that's I genius. love. Yeah, that's going next level. Right? I'd say like, the, I'm surprised like a lot of the bigger breweries don't have that actually. Yeah. Like Collective or, or Bose or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do, yeah. maybe they don't. It's pretty fairly simple to do the, make the gifts. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's going to hire someone to do it, mm-hmm. get it up there. But I just really enjoy what they've been doing. Yeah. I think the, the branding is crazy across the cans. We actually yeah. did that in the episode with Matt uh, from Vox mm-hmm. and Hops. We drank a couple of their beers and the, the, the cans are sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get the next one and talk about Green Empire and Zero Gravity because I know you love them both. Um, I really love uh, Green Empire, mainly for their branding. I don't remember their social, to be honest. So I don't know if their social slaying the game. Um, but their cans are gorgeous and they're very cool very very consistent that's the type of things that we always look for I always just think of like what looks great on a shelf and what makes you stand out on a shelf among other people among all these other competitors um, I think I and said, I love that shiny whatever that material metallic, metallic stuff. cool stuff that they have going on with their labels really thoughtfully designed and um, zero gravity that's just like goals I feel like that's what people should look at they're like Allagash Allagash is another one for example just mm. They really put you in like a vibe and a mood. It's like a whole. It's it's so beyond just the beer. It's like a it's an experience at that point. I think they're yeah. doing exceptionally well. Like I feel like Alagash, for example. I don't know. It's like you're out there or something. Like Alagash is like we're taking you out there into the wilderness. You're drinking these beers. You're shucking oysters or something. <laughs> or maybe you're just on a mountain after you climbed and you're having this beer. That's like. That's really full what do, around right? marketing like when you're doing that and it's not just about the product it's about the experience surrounding the product that's when you're in professional tiers of marketing at that point and it's a whole different game very right? very cool I like that's just really good I'm glad you put yeah, that one up we so, talk about um, them often and, and so I kind of they're both give me social goals for breweries for example yeah. just like and zero gravity clean, is almost crisp like a, photography and zero gravity yeah. is well, almost like a surprise one because I didn't realize that were that sick yeah I didn't like, you know who put me on to them um Craft Yes. Yeah. yeah. She because asked her. She took she took a picture of something and then she was like, Oh, this Instagram is like the, their Instagram's the best. Go check she them out. She told you privately or she No, no, she just like shared something and I looked at it, I'm like, Is there a gravity? Like, yeah, I've been there. Like Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. and I plan to go there soon again. And then I just looked and I was like, Wow, their Insta's lit. Yeah. But I don't know, because I've already been there, I don't if I'm already there, I probably don't go and look for you on Instagram or something. So Yeah, like, that's true. That's probably what happened. To but be honest, in same, the end, yeah. gorgeous. I knew they were fire yeah. with and I was like, in the area we always pop in. Yeah, so. exactly. So like they already just based on Vermont, I don't know. Vermont has like a like hey, everything we're Vermont like, and they're like, come by. <laughs> like everyone's gonna come. It's almost like they don't, they don't have to be yeah. good because yeah. the beers are so exceptional and everybody knows Everyone, it. So it's that like, water's like one thousand percent over there. Whatever but, it is. Um, whatever they, it's magical, but mm. yeah, I would definitely say like those are uh, favorites of yes. mine. 
obviously I have serial favorites. If we're talking about like, hey, who are or who would you look to to say like these people are doing social right? Yes. Um, then yeah, I would definitely say uh, Alagash. Um, uh, who did I just say? Zero uh, gravity. Merit. Um, Merit is very Grain cool in their theme. Grain and grit. Uh, and Lord wow. Hobo, very cool. Oh, yeah, Lord, Lord Hobo has sick. a really dope theme. In Virginia, I would say like a lot of the breweries, and it's also interesting too because the way that we choose our breweries are kind of based on how they look as well. To a degree. Like sometimes what's that's what we do if we don't know them. No, if we don't know them, oh, we're like, oh, what's in the area? Like uh, Instagram will sell you on something. It's the same yeah. thing like how we choose coffee or brunch, right? Yeah. Like, okay, we're in this area, like, okay, we don't know what to get, nobody's from here, so we don't know who to ask. Yeah. And then we just kind of, like, go to Insta, and I'm like, oh, these people look like they're taking this very seriously, so they're probably taking the beer very seriously, and then you go try it. Or right. you see the pictures, and you're like, oh, I know this is what I want, like, this for you, specifically, it looks hazy and amazing, so I know this is what I want. So it's actually funny, because then you can go to certain places, and their Instagram's dead, and then you're like, oh, they're probably, like, are they even open, who knows what's going on? Like, you haven't posted in two weeks, could be even closed, even, so you just... Skip I'll it. just skip it just in case. Like, I don't want to take the risk. It's a really, yeah. really valid. I swear point. that happened today. I don't know if that was today or yesterday, but we looked at something and they hadn't updated their social in yeah, two we weeks. And I didn't want to. It was yesterday. yesterday no, we it was doing? yesterday when we were looking for a cocktail bar, actually. We are looking for a place to go drink. Oh, Lena. yeah. And then on the, the one of the places, I was like, oh, they haven't posted since August. I'm like, oh, they might not be open. I don't want to take the risk. So yeah. I just we're like. Right, yeah, I was like, they could be closed or something. They could have closed down. That's how much because that's what people are looking at. Like, they're looking in one, like listicles, PR, and all that type of stuff. But a lot of people, if they don't know you, and they don't have somebody in that area, they're just looking based on Instagram, and they're going to be like, okay, yeah, cool, I'll go here. Because a lot this. of the listicles will link to the Instagram. Exactly. Particularly Eda. Yeah, yeah. Like, links to that. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. Um, that was all the ones we wanted to cover. Anyway, oh yeah, and another great beer marketing, like, something, there's two things that we did. One was uh, Echo Session Ales here in Montreal. Yeah. They're a newer brewery, contract brewery. Uh, they are our clients, so I don't want to speak to like their strategy but their photography is super exceptional the way they've been engaging is great mm-hmm. uh you their know. growth has been strong we actually yeah we helped them with their leading out campaign for the yes. launch of their beers and they sold out of the beers in like two days or something 1.5 like days 1.1 1. 1 and one half, half days. days sold out of the first instagram beers, is a two beautiful beers, yeah. thing <laughs> and you know that only was for the... so long because really it's not going to last that much longer i don't give instagram that much longer so it's like you should like that much longer as peak Instagram's yeah, at its peak right there's now. nothing as um, that can reach people as far and as easy as Instagram right now it is like at its peak just like Facebook was at its peak yeah. and when you hit the mature stage we all know how the marketing model works once you're in maturity the only way from there is down yep so something else is going to come and take it so it's like hey if you haven't gone on it now like really uh, you implore up. you to really take yeah. advantage otherwise you just have, would have missed the boat and then it's going to be TikTok. You're going to be advertising to children or something like that at this point. So, um, and the other one I wanted before we sit that was Muskoka. So we realized, like Muskoka, we saw like when we were in Toronto. Um, what? I'm using the bathroom. Oh, okay. Uh, we saw um, what do you call it? Uh, subway ads in the subway. Like, oh, damn, Muskoka's going it. Yeah, Muskoka's going hard. So we did a uh, like what would be called an influencer campaign or a content creator campaign with them in uh when we went to vermont actually part of the reason we went was because we were doing a campaign with them which was a disconnect um it's called no service no detour with their detour pale ale or india session ale uh we had to disconnect from the internet for 24 hours so for us it was important and really hard because we literally keep the lights on because of the internet Uh, we have a digital agency we focus on social media 
Um, it's really important for us to be online. We handle client stuff. We handle complaints from customers and stuff. We have to be online. So we were able to finesse it. Look, I don't know if we were 100% off for 24 hours, but we really did take a break and do things we never normally would do, like just watch cable television and play cards and shit. It was very... Uh, it was a bit strange, not in a bad way, but it was like we had to push ourselves to not go online. So that was a good time. And I just liked the way that Muskoka understood. Look, there's a bunch of people they worked with. It wasn't just us, but, um, you know, a bunch of people were, were going on trips and um, doing really cool things for Muskoka. And I just really liked that um, based on my rants over the last couple of podcasts with Tiff about marketing and PR like it was really cool to see a brewery understand influencer marketing to the point where they actually, you know, did it right. They, um, you know, they had the right people doing it. They had solid messaging. They had a plan. Um, they had budgets. They did everything exactly as it should be. So I was very, very impressed um, to see how they did it. So that that those ones were basically some of our favorite craft beer marketing over the last maybe since uh we did the last podcast um it was definitely cool to see a bunch of them so i don't know how many people actually like benefited directly from hearing the things we had to say in our last podcast but i would hope that it sort of resonated with a few people i definitely spoke to a few breweries about things but um and what, you know, I don't know for sure, but I really hope it does. And, and once again, if anyone ever has any questions or wants us to ask, uh, wants us to answer specific things, uh, we can always do that on more of these podcasts because these are fun. These are ones we don't get to do too often. So we had an opportunity this weekend. We had nothing for next week. We're like, all right, let's do one of these ones again. And, you know, Tiff was cool to be in it. So I appreciate it. It only comes every now and then, Ryan. Yeah. In, like down for it. Tiff hasn't been drinking as much beer. You've been very well behaved. These are actually my first set of beer since uh, Virginia. Really? Because I wasn't even drinking beers in New York. Oh my god, you weren't. Yeah. So right. Yeah. So this next one is very much up your alley. It's called Spirit Country. It is a sour ale with lime ginger and gin, gin botanicals. botanicals. All right, fair weather. Five point three percent. Nice uh, lemony color. Ooh, smells wow. tart. Yeah. I love it. Get in here. Nice. Well, that's fabulous. Wow. Wow. Contains your favorite ingredient. The what, sorry? It Mine, contains yeah. your favorite I love ingredient. ginger, guys. No, this. What? Milk sugar? Oh my god, it's got lactose? Get the <laughs> fuck out. Okay, ready? Got that? Oh, sorry, sorry guys. Photo time. Wow, I didn't know I had lactose. That's why it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's delicious. That's really good. I see why they have the lactose in there. That's great for... Oh, and I gotta check all the labels to make sure everything has lactose. Oh, that's sick. I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know why. It makes me exceptionally happy. I had no idea we are going to do some lactose tonight. 5.3% ginger, lime, and gin botanicals. Yeah, man. I really like... Uh, I really like this. So the Spirit County yeah. is an homage to one of our favorite cocktails. Oh, it's the humble London Mule. So have oh, you yeah? had the London Mule cocktail? No. I don't think I've had it, actually. Um, Spirit County's wort is soured in our kettle before an addition of unfermentable lactose, uh, milk uh, sugar, uh. and fermentation with a clean ale yeast. Mm. During fermentation, we added fresh ginger juice and a truly annoying amount of fresh lime zest. These were added as the fermentation approached terminal gravity. 
We okay. deliberately timed this addition in order to retain as much volatile aromatics as possible. Before packaging, the beer was conditioned on spent gin botanicals from, from friends at one of our favorite secret distilleries. Mm. Who's the secret distillery that I need oh, to know about? It's the one, I bet it's the one that um, Lindsay told us about. They have a podcast. What are they called? The distillery Something, has a podcast? Yeah. This oh, she, very she was telling me at uh, Liquid Arts. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. They sound really cool. I really want to check them out. I'm very curious this about that. This is great. Then, yeah. Why mm. is it a secret? Why don't you tell us all so we can all yeah. enjoy? Come on, Dan. <laughs> Let us know, man. This is great. Not overly puckering. Just super balanced. Because no. you know I'm not a big on a huge on the sours and stuff, But I actually right? really like kettle sours normally. Yeah. So I was excited because there's a bunch of sours in this. So that's yeah. really good. All right. So the other thing I want to talk about tonight, something that, and this is kind of cool because we're doing it on Saturday Thanks. and this drops on, you're welcome, on Wednesday. Um, is the hashtag I am craft beer that happened on Twitter over the last three or four days. Mm-hmm. So the TLDR of what happened, there's a, uh, a young lady, I forgot her first name, but she's at Afro beer chick on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. I think she might be like, got some high, like some periods in there or something. Um, but she is a, and it's a beer Instagram. I don't think she's specifically a blogger or a YouTuber or anything, just, you know, Instagrammer. Uh, a young lady of color and she's based in Chicago and she received a horrendously racist email from some fuck stick and calling her all the names you would expect a racist person would call uh, an African-American and she handled it extremely well. She's like, oh, it looks like someone's, but she screenshotted the email and she even handled it when she emailed him back as well. Never with so anger going crazy. Very nicely. Yeah. Like, it looks like someone's bothered by my existence. And basically saying black people don't have any place in craft beer. We need yes, to shut up. Not basically, like actually. Oh, actually saying black people. He have actually said you don't you don't belong in craft beer. It just shows how much work there is to yes. be done. And you guys know that that is diversity is uh, you know one of our major major um, you know th- reasons for being. I guess at this point initially it wasn't, but it's become one of the main things that we feel is very very important for craft beer. Uh, you know, we talked about Crowns of Hops a lot and a few other folks like Eric is doing a good job out in Virginia and Ren and uh, a few other fantastic people. So to see this was very disheartening. And, and there's been a lot of people, there's a good and bad side to it because a lot of people were kind of like accused Ren of being just like a whiner and just like complaining about something. And this is exactly why all of these individuals are fighting for what they fight for mm-hmm. because there are people who believe that bullshit that certain individuals do not belong in craft beer when literally everybody or anywhere in and we're existing or anywhere existing really or existing it's kind of like a this is true. just like a small example of like what African Americans deal with on a day to day basis day day, like, why are you whining you're not a slave anymore what's the problem yeah and this is what the stuff that they hear that they that they have to deal with that yeah. is not always evident because they don't always talk about it correct so I'm really happy that she didn't just like archive the email and be like ugh yeah. You know, I'm happy that she actually came out and shared that so that people could see that is what's happening. Like, yes. It's not, you don't always hear about it, but that does happen. So the, exactly right. And it showed the people who were calling others, you know, that think other people are whining about things that yeah, don't matter. Complaining. Yeah. It's, you know, no one's doing this because it doesn't happen. Do you really think all these people like Crowns of Hops or Ren or whatever would be like doing all this work? if they weren't being attacked and mm-hmm. their, their position in craft beer was not being you know questioned or whatever. So 
what had happened was Dr. J. Nickel Beckham, who is uh, based in West Virginia, um, I believe she's some sort of, uh, I don't actually know a ton about her, but I keep hearing about her. She seems like a wonderful human being. She's a, uh, she started a, I think some sort of professor and she gives yeah. like lectures and talks and stuff. She always talks about having students and things mm-hmm. and being, her name is doctor. So they call her Dr. J. Um, she started a hashtag. She said it was instead of being upset by it, let's turn it into something positive. So she said, post a selfie, write some stuff about yourself and use the hashtag. I am craft beer. It blew up. Uh, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in beer. It was the complete opposite to all the negativity, and particularly in a world that we're in right now, in the time that we're in right now with so much negativity, it was so beautiful to see everybody of all um, genders, ethnicity, sexual orientations, everything you can think of. Everyone was just posting a selfie and talking about themselves. It was really cool just to read through them and see all these different people who into beer and what this community really is and it was just so inspiring and it blew the fuck up there was so much um uh passion around it press, yeah yeah bunch of so press. many people participating like it was so cool to it was see. really really cool and just you know everyone going through and following everyone like you know we followed a bunch of people from it and we got a bunch of followers back and i really feel like it just her one act of taking the negativity from um oh gosh was it the chicago tribute yeah my Chicago Tribune—that's like one of the most that's major crazy. things, right? So, that's like, amazing. I really hope it works out for her, and I hope she got a bunch of opportunities from this because to showcase know, and explain and, now, and show she like, can this become is what now a, talking about. Yeah, yeah, and now she can become a whole other. I'm trying voice to see how of, many instances are there, but you need another software right after oh, going okay. to all that. But yeah, yeah, but it was just so cool. I mean, I hope it really works out for her, and she's able to leverage this into to more more getting vice you know, covered it. Yeah, that was a uh, Beth. Beth wrote that for oh, us, okay. and they changed the they, they the editor wrote a kind of a whack. Um, oh, headline that was just like basically like the Doctor J just mentioned she wasn't yeah. fucking with it, and then they took it back and they changed it and made it much better. Mm-hmm. It was just like such a cool thing, yeah. So yeah, um, it was so it was cool. Just, yeah, yeah, man, it was just it was such a, a a really cool thing to see, and it, like in a time when like like to be honest, a lot of us probably don't have a lot of faith in other human beings right now based on everything we're seeing in the world, particularly in the States. And here in Canada, we're very susceptible to all the stuff that happens in America um, politically, and we're very affected by a lot of it, whereas maybe in Australia it wouldn't have been as much of a thing growing up. Yeah. Um, and I feel like here it's like it really hits home because we travel to the States so much. We have so many friends there. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like it's us. Like, it doesn't feel like it's us, but it's so right there that it's... What? Like the, all of this shit that's going on in the states, the Trump shit, the racist stuff, or whatever. Oh, we're so for Canadians, by yeah, that. we're so close to it. Yeah, yeah, and particularly because we travel there a mm-hmm. lot. And Canada's not there. perfect by any means, at not all. at all. But yeah. it's, I mean, this stuff is pretty. It's, it's an interesting time to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> and to see something so insanely negative, and I hadn't seen anything that blatant, like literally yeah. American History X level, fucking crazy, crazy white supremacist shit. Like, like, all right, that does happen how do we react to it as a community? And because Dr. J did that and it turned it into this like beautiful thing, she just changed the whole energy mm-hmm. of the way that it, it could have, because it could have been a bunch a of anger finesse. and yeah. everyone being like, yeah. you know, very basically she explicitly like, said like, I'm so enraged. So can we make this something yeah. positive? So I know it's probably resulted in a bunch of cool things for Dr. J as well, who seems yeah. quite a busy person who travels a lot as well. And, but also just to try, yeah, brought a lot of positivity to it. It was very cool to see. 
It was great. If you guys um, haven't seen the I Am Craft Beer hashtag, you should definitely yeah. check it out. And I think it's, it's not too a late. A lot of cool craft beer people in there just yeah. like talking about what they do and stuff. It's very cool. And it's on Twitter specifically. I'm sure there's probably something on Instagram. To be honest, I didn't even look because mm. it, the whole thing started on Twitter, so we kept it there. Yeah. But I would recommend if you're a craft beer person you want to go see, go check it out and post post yourself and write something about yourself because it's like it just grows the community because mm-hmm. now we're all following different people. Everyone's getting followers and following and now all of a sudden what was maybe like particularly for us is mostly a lot of people in the States from this that might not have been familiar with what we do and then we weren't familiar with all these other individuals who were doing cool things. I just feel like it just opened up this like these floodgates and, mm-hmm. and now there's like way more engagement within the community that may have been segmented otherwise. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about like racial or any other segment just maybe like you're based out in this side of the country and you're based out here and you just don't even have any crossover now all of a sudden everyone's like boom yeah um so cool that's probably my favorite thing that's happened this summer as far as in beer i think it's the most wonderful thing beautiful community oriented yeah initiative very cool so that was one thing what else we want to talk about oh what are we looking forward to in fall Oh, I wonder what you're looking forward to this fall, Craig. Have a guess. The C-certified brew head? Yeah. Well, if you go uh, check out our <laughs> at Team Lactose account on Twitter, we've actually turned it into a pumpkin spice latte ale account. Uh, until shout the end of the fall. to Shout the, out to Nate. Oh, or the illustrator, I was going to say. Oh, too, and to Dave Buist for making a sick uh, profile pic with the mm-hmm. cow with a pumpkin head. Perfect. So uh, basically, all things pumpkin. Now, I know it's probably, aside from lactose, pumpkin is probably the most divisive adjunct in beer uh you love it or you hate it i absolutely understand because it has its pros and cons just like lactose as much as i love it i understand why people don't like it but it's um, seasonal like let people live like mm. who cares if you're whinging about it like you're trash like yeah i don't know like, but who the cares? <laughs> but lactose uh, sorry pumpkin ales i'm really excited for i feel like I don't know. Nate's gonna try to work on something for the blog to try and get a roundup of um, best pumpkin. pumpkin beers and stuff. Yeah, okay. I wanted to do he, he, his idea. Nate's a G. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's do something fun like that. So if there's any breweries with pumpkin beers, please reach out to us and where how we can get them. Uh, I want to make sure Nate gets all the pumpkin beers he can mm-hmm. for <laughs> the, the his piece, um, particularly in Canada, but in the states as well, because we are not um, regionally focused necessarily. Mm-hmm. We kind of t- cover everything. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like. I'm hoping Quebec's going to be an exciting one for me because generally speaking, I see like around this time of year, I'm like complaining that there's not many pumpkin beers. Oh really? Okay. There was, never was. It was like the Saint Anne was. There was like the Brasseur du Tom, which is Arno's dad. Oh, in, nice. Uh, Ottawa, they yeah. had one. And there was one other one. I forgot what it was. But that was kind of it. Like, every year, typically, there'd been, like, three. Like, absolutely no exaggeration. Yeah. Wow. Not including brew pub ones. Yeah. So, I'm hoping this year there might be a bunch more. More distribution um, on that. Pumpkin and lactose. I could definitely see that. Yeah. It would be actually, like, you become a latte, like a pumpkin spice latte. Like, yeah. someone should make a pumpkin spice latte well, been here. been done many times. Who has? Oh. I don't know who, but I bet if we go to uh, Untapped and we can take a look. I definitely, yeah. I think that that's... Uh... I don't even There's a lot of fun opportunities. So many. The best. What else are we looking forward to in fall, though? Aside from pumpkin spice, clearly. Um, pumpkin spice. Latte. Breckenridge Brewery does one. Oh, cool. Atwater Brewery. Tired Hands does a milkshake, a double, double pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Double pumpkin spice latte. Wow. Of course they did a double 9.2. Latte. That's way too much. That sounds perfect. Right up my alley. Buffalo Bayou, Swamp Head. 
Code Becky. Oh my god. Oh, that's uh, so terrible. <laughs> yo. Poor Becky's everywhere. That's so terrible. Fifth Basic pumpkin spice latte. Okay, so yeah, it's been done. PSL. Oh, oh four quarters in Vermont. Let's nice. go down there. Three sons. I think that's. Um, they're the dudes who are like the sons of the owners of like Anheuser Busch and stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, okay. Oh, Smith does a Speedway version. 12%. Wow. Oh, these guys go in with the uh, the ABB. Yeah, it's a little licking hole creek there in Vermont. I mean, uh, Virginia. They're like, there's a billion of them. So there's a ton. So I'm not a genius. Like, this has been done several mm, times. Look, you're a genius, but <laughs> just not with this. It's definitely fun, though. It's definitely yeah. a fun uh, thing to do. So a bunch. So um, I want to see Pumpkin Spice Latte, but did you see, none of these are from uh, Quebec or Ontario. Ah, uh-huh, so there you go. So it's I don't know Ontario. if there is, unless they call it another name. I didn't know they had a whole group section on Untapped. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Can, I like how they do that. You can, you can put that in. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely like to see something up outside of the world. I just feel like there's not a ton of um, Pumpkin Spice Latte beers, whether they're like brown ales or amber ales or stouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to see more of that. Uh, this fall, I want to see. I still want to see more crispy boys coming through. Um, I feel like every time I talk to people in Quebec, they're really funny. The brewers, they're like, yeah, yeah, Quebec's like two years behind everywhere else. But when they come, they go, they go well with it. Mm-hmm. So Quebec are going to do some fire. I think the crispy boys are going to keep going everywhere, and I think Quebec are really going to start to like go hard on it. Do we still ask about beer trend predictions in nope. the? We stopped that. Okay, I'm going to add that question back. Sorry, out. guys, I revised the questions to make them a bit shorter because some of them felt redundant. I understand. But I want to bring that question back only because last year when we were asking, everybody said Pilsners are going to be the thing. Pilsners wouldn't bring back Krispies. Mm-hmm. And that happened. So now we need to know what's next. Right. That's a good one. But I feel like, if I'm going to be honest, in Quebec, though, I don't think Krispies have got to the level where they're, they get, they're going to get to. They did Ontario. Look at Bellwoods. did the whole Krispie series. They had a million of them. And they're mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, even, uh, Blood Brothers did a bunch, you know, with the Blood Var and the, um, they had something else as well. People's Pine had that, the Hellas Island, which was super dope. Uh, Muddy York, I think, had a nice crispy. I feel like just a, a bunch of, like, they really did well out in, um, Ontario. Exactly, so of, what's next? Right, that's in Ontario, but Quebec is behind. Like, there wasn't as many out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Ontario's way ahead of Quebec. For sure. Trend-wise, by far. And Which Quebec means people there aware. needs to be something, and then when that thing comes, Quebec's going to do Pilsners. So oh, that's okay. fair. But so I'm what do you think so... might be next? Then? Probably spice lattes? Probably sours. I reckon it's been done. From time to... I don't know. Did breweries... Did every brewery go in and kill it with the sours? I thought there's only special breweries that were doing that. I feel like a lot... You mean like... But like say like the main... The ones that would be considered kind of like the most fire in Ontario, like Bellwoods, Blood Brothers, Burdock, all the bees. Yeah. They're all killing sours. Because I'm wondering, I'm always trying to think of like, what are people doing to kind of get people to, um, mm-hmm. to get more people into beer? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we did the NEIP that got a lot of people in there. Because you know what's funny? When I, we were at actually, um, what's the ramen joint in New York? Oh, Mamafuku. Mamafuku. And my friend Adriana, who is not a beer drinker by any mean, by any standard, no interest, had whoever's... Other Hop Cream City. That's he gave her. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. She was like, why? It's like juice. It's like so flavorful. And I'm like, yeah, it's a solid beer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But like there there is always going to be that thing where you're trying to get people into beer. And then I thought wine drinkers, if we're going to try to target, if craft beer tries to target a segment... 
That's a good segment to target and double down on. Hmm. And that would be via Sours. Okay. But otherwise, I don't know. Maybe something else could. Maybe something else. I think you might touch on something. I feel like wine beers, wine and beer, wine and beer mashups, such as what what we we had had tonight. Yeah. An IPA with Gouettes. And we've never had an IPA with Gouettes. It's always been. White Lies is a sour series, isn't it? Or Saison or something. I think it's a sour Literally series. Which I can check. It's in the fridge, but... I believe it's a sour series. And yeah, they did the... As we mentioned, the Riesling and the yep. Sour Um, Bellwoods does Farmageddon. And they've had multiple collabs with um, Rosewood. Mm-hmm. With different great musts and stuff. And that's a Saison, like a farmhouse, barrel-aged or food-aged Saison. Um, I feel like wine and beer are going to... Um, what does it say? They're considered gold Dry hot sour. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, like... I feel like... Um, yeah, wine and beer are going to mash up a little more. I can yeah. see that. That's cool. Now you and said that. Wine like should that? mash up a little it. bit more Probably in that because wine, wine has needs the it, wine needs to come down. Yeah, they need to relax. They need to. It's not like them relax. It's like they're going to need to. Their demographic's getting older and older. Who's the main demographic of wine drinkers? So they're going to need to come down to the, this generation. And be really X open, and, and um, yeah, in order to ensure that the they can sustain, right? Correct. So wine has the pretentious. Well, it's like the pretentiousness that beer doesn't, but beer does, depending on where you are. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at you, Ontario. Um, so depending <laughs> on where you are, like you can be really pretentious, but. <laughs> Um, otherwise, like everywhere else, beer is very generally very casual and very Correct. chill. So then there's like there's no intimi- there's no there's a very low intimidation bar of entry. Mm. Where wine is like, oh gosh, if I don't know, like, what, I won't look stupid. I won't sip and look. There's a lot of like pe- there's a lot of anxiety that comes around drinking. Particularly going to a winery. Yeah, yeah. going to you know, a winery. They do make you feel, you feel very comfortable. They make you feel comfortable. There's like this thing because it just has like a higher classier, for yeah. lack of a better word, like um, status to it. So they're yeah. gonna have to come back, come down, and I think. What's it's craft beer like? Really got in with like the the kid the kids or something like that. Yeah. Like they really were good at like, hey, this is just a fun thing. We're enjoying ourselves. We're making something fun. Beer is supposed to be fun, and wine didn't have that. Wine has like beer. Wine is prestigious. They're gonna have to to, to mash up with the beer in order to get back to the real life level as their demo dies off. That's a great point. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think like, yeah, and I think that's like wineries like Rosewood, why they're so cool. Palestine or... Palatine Hills. Palatine Hills. Very yeah. cool. I saw that Trius is doing like rosé walls and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Instagram. No, the Instagram things. and advertising it that it's Instagram. Yeah, right. like, but that is the things that you're going to need to do because you need to appeal to this whole other demographic. You can't make them feel um, alienated or isolated or anything. You have to be inclusive as possible. And I think that's going to be really good. Like, it's going to be a term where wine's going to have to latch on to craft beer in order to um, in order to stay relevant. Wow. Not yeah. like the industry will die, obviously. Like, it's never going to die. Everyone's drinking wine. But in terms of, like, really adapting and, like, getting in. In the same way sure... the beer is. Yeah. Because beer is penetrating the cultural zeitgeist, whereas yeah, wine is like, in the same way. The craft beer, uh, like, the craft brewer is a job you would see in a Netflix show now. That's how much it's penetrated. They're making a whole. Story. When we watched Easy, are they? No, I got another thing oh, on Netflix the other day. It's a whole. When we show. watched Easy and the the one full episode or the full like one storyline was Franco. dedicated to the craft brewer, the craft brewers. Yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding me? I'm like, this is amazing!" Right. Like so that I was like, "Wow, craft beer is like penetrated into like yeah." There was one person they were accountant, another person was an actor. This guy was a craft beer brewer. Like that's really and cool. These misses worked in a third wave cafe. And worked in coffee third roaster. Yeah, coffee roaster. So in Chicago. Yeah, that's like that's where wine is gonna have to yeah. be 
Like how many shows do you watch that someone's a winemaker on the show or something? That's true. You don't really see that, you know? It's not quite the same. Yeah. So it'll be, I, I, I've seen now, like, you gotta say, make wine cool. Now they're gonna have to try to make wine cool in a way. Like, palettes, like, Rosewood uh, got cool, I think, because they make my personal favorite, the best wines I've ever had. And they also, um, a beer fans, the winemaker Ryan, as episode 70. Go check that out. Um, they're both, like, Will, the owner, and, um, or GM, and, and Ryan, the, the winemaker, both very big fans of beer. But they collaborate with a ton of breweries. They've given their honey because they're an apiary, I believe it's called. Um, they they've given their honey, their great must, a bunch of different and a um, bunch of different elements to uh, places like Bellwoods, Merritt, um, other. Because that's the last time we saw Ryan was at the Liquid Art After Party mm-hmm. in Merritt. Man's was trash. It was great. Hot mess. I was. Um, yeah. yeah, you were. You he was were working. He was working. He was working. Someone. Anyways, moving on. Tip: Don't drink. Um, Anyways, don't don't guys. Just don't mix, okay? Don't mix. If you, if you drink think a... it's okay, drink wine and beer. Actually, generally it's okay, no, but make sure you're pet at home. Na- Petit yeah. en naturel, have it by itself. Do not mix it with other wine and beer. Definitely not a good thing. I've had that issue myself, so I'm... Yeah. Uh, I, it's I just really... not great for the stomach. It's not good for you. But yeah, Rosewood. Um, Rosewood and uh, Palatine Hills, who are in Niagara-on-the-Lake, so Rosewood to Beansville. Uh, we went there as part of the Sip and Sizzle. I think it was like May or something. May or June. Yeah, I did a campaign with Sip and Sizzle, which is part of Niagara Wine. Yeah. And um, we went. Um, that was on the list. They got them. like one wine and a food pairing. Like all a these wineries we went to like thirteen wineries yeah. in an afternoon. It looked like great. a brewery. I'd never seen it before. A winery that actually was designed like a brewery. It yeah. was so sick. The wines were great too. But I liked that they made the winery feel like a brewery. You just kind of rock up, and it, and it was chill. welcoming. It was mm-hmm. super chill. Yeah, and it was something that we hadn't experienced before. And I really, really, really liked that. So I think you're right in that wine has to be more like beer. And the only two that I've seen really, really do that. With those two, yeah, Rosewood and Palatine. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good example of something I'd like to see. Hopefully, like in in future, but also coming this fall, I want to see more. Uh, you know, particularly this harvest season for everybody. Yeah. So you know, I'd like to see a bunch of the stuff. You know, the the winemakers reach out to the breweries and just try and like see where it's going, rather than just keep going where they are, and then they end up treading water, and maybe wine doesn't grow. And that comes back to the other conversation we were having earlier about pallets and stuff. Like if people don't get to try this fire wine and they're drinking the $8 Mysterio and stuff like that, like how are they supposed to, you know, learn about the local wine, particularly in Ontario where like something like Niagara is so exceptional. We have some stuff here in Quebec from what we've tried. It doesn't seem to be as varied, as large or as good in our opinion. Anyway, from what you would try, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Ontario has just like a real chance of like breaking through that. And like you go to the LCBOs and there's always an Ontario section. Oh yeah. Varying yeah. sizes, but mm-hmm. generally we would go to Ontario and we'll come back with always, more always wine than beer because yeah. it's just, we can't really get it here though. We found Malibu, Malibu right, the other day. Yeah. Like down the street. Like, yeah. Yes. You can find sometimes some Niagara wines. But you play that house um, probably for like yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah, Stratus's um, Charles Barker, I believe it's yes. called. But yeah, it's not as easy yeah, at all. Definitely yeah. a different vibe. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. What else is coming this fall? Um, I feel like... So pumpkin are the main thing I want to see. Fall beer. So fall usually would come... So start to go in a bit darker. I, want, I guess there's going to be some um, some porters and stouts are going to start kicking yeah, in there. But there's usually the, oh, oh, the Oktoberfest stuff. Yo, I love that. Because they're all crispy boys. Oh, yeah. Oktoberfest beers are, um, uh, you know, uh, well, not all these box. I was going to say the box, but the oat beers and the um, all that shit. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Yeah. 
I forgot you were getting the crispy beer meals. I was loving them. Yeah. 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 Like, and everywhere we go, like, I don't know if we're traveling too much. I guess we'll see. Hopefully, we, whenever we do get to travel in the next few, like, months, like late September, October, we'll get to try a bunch of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do enjoy that, particularly because the more I've got into the crispy stuff, the more I'm excited for, like, a, um, for this time of year. Yeah. Totally forgot about it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even I forgot thinking to, about yeah, it. Yeah. Because it's just, like, nice malt. It's the one time where, like, malt forward beers are, like, about that whereas everything else generally is like is what it's all about the hops yeah so I think that's going to be really cool um yeah we're not sure we might be at JABF this year we're still deciding yeah still, something might change it so we don't know yeah we're not 100% sure yeah it's kind of cool we're going into we've been running this year with uh, a whole different attitude is like let the universe kind of decide whatever comes together comes together and so summer ended up being insane when we had zero planned and so we're going to see what happens. We're just enjoying this time being here in Montreal, being able to catch up on work and and podcasts and BML and, and all the stuff that we have to do mm-hmm. and then see what happens from there. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about, we're going to do a... I should grab a beer. I'm going to grab the next beer. I'm going to take a quick tinkle. We're going to do a lightning round on marketing ah. on these ones. Okay, so, so we're different. going to do a lightning social media marketing round. Yes. So it looks like you have given me questions here. So start with the, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be that lightning. Because we've got three beers. No, I can make them lightning. We're not going to finish the entire pack in this podcast, for sure. Um, this is, They're 500 mil each, right? Yeah. Like, we'll probably finish them by the end of the night, but I don't imagine finishing them all by the end of the podcast. Um, all right, guys, so what are we going to be doing? I guess we get a ton of questions all the time about uh, marketing. A lot from breweries, but obviously other, other industries as well. So we're going to go in with some of our top questions. And I think this came because as soon as we started doing that, as soon as we did our first marketing for craft beer, that's when people were like, oh, you're marketers, <laughs> and then started asking us questions. So I like that you compiled them here, babe. So... The thing that you have is best times to post on Instagram and social in general. So there are three ways to find the best times to post on social media. First way, um, which is really looking at, okay, you have no data, right? So say, for example, I'm trying to look at it as like I'm a brewery that just started from the jump and I have no customer data, no information. The best way that you're going to do that is just actually by using consumer behaviors, so when I'm saying consumer behaviors, that is when are people most likely to be online? So for the nine to fiver, when are they online? They wake up, maybe like about six thirty seven. They get dressed, they do their jazz from eight fifteen to nine. They're probably commuting. So what are you doing when you commute? What is everyone doing? They're scrolling through Instagram. So yeah, you want to look at right. <laughs> you want to look at a good time to post. That's likely going to be around that mark. So like eight ish to nine. Maybe some of the slackers, like I used to be when I had that when I had my nine to five, um, are probably slacking all the way up to nine thirty. So that's a good time to You're post because right. it's like I'm going to look to post when most people are online. Yeah. Um. So that's commuting, but so looking at the okay, this is what a job looks like. The mornings and then lunchtime, so when people are are clocking out for lunch, um, then you want to have a dead zone a little bit there. And then the commute back home, uh, I wouldn't recommend too much around dinner time because usually people are in the kitchen doing a bunch of stuff, getting their kids together. There's a lot of um, 
stuff rolling around during that time. So the evening again. So it's like to recap, we do the beginning. So the commuting shift to your 9 a.m. job. Then we're going to do the lunchtime. Then we're going to do the commute back home. Ignore the period of time where people are getting their children together or getting dinner together. You want to do it when they're in front of the TV again, scrolling through Netflix or just having to go to bed. So, that, yeah, so that's with zero data. So that's not having any data at all to inform you about what your consumer behaviors are. Um, so the next one I would say, or do you, do you want to, oh, I have to finish my beer. Finish so beer. sorry. Well, that's right. Next one is using your insight. So now you have a bit of a following and you're going to want to use the insight. So say if you want to talk about Instagram, it doesn't even matter. There's insights in all uh, major networks. Yeah. Um, and the insights will tell you exactly when your um, follower base are online. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you the the key times. Now, this specifically is just about your follower base, not the potential follower base, mm-hmm. which you're going to attract through hashtags and th- through engagement and stuff like that. Yeah. So you would use the insights. It'll say on Mondays, they're most active at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. You're like, all right, cool. Well, they're the two times on a Monday mm-hmm. I can post. Boom. And mm-hmm. you just capture that. Definitely test that. Definitely like, out. Definitely and test see, that to maybe see what you shit. notice. It could be bullshit, but it could be accurate AF. Yep. And then it's like, okay, great. Now I know what makes the most sense. Because like, if you're not looking at that insights, if you want to really like take advantage and make sure that you're marketing your products and getting the best like visibility that you can, you would really be doing yourself a disservice if you're not paying attention to those numbers. So I'd be checking my insights all the time. Yes. Like if I was a brewery and I saw like, say for example, if you're looking at demographics, like 90% is male and 10% is female, I would be like, okay, this is problematic. I'm going to have to take certain initiatives to expand that out a little bit. So there's so much data in there for the insights to let you know, like how to best proceed with your business online and also just inform how you market in general. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's the, the other way. And the third um, okay, so we're not cheersing yet. Okay. Oh, no, we can cheers. We can cheers. <laughs> cheers. Okay. This is uh, Dream Pop, a 6.2% sour ale, a liquid light show. Wow. These names, this smells like, these like are a, great. It smells familiar. I can't yeah, that's what I was thinking. It smells very familiar. I don't know what it smells like. Like, like a lactose? No. Was it, it tastes like something I've had before. It doesn't taste like something, but it smelled like something I had before. Okay. Oh, yeah. Really what did you say? Dream Pop? Yep. Dream Pop is designed and brewed to be as bright, drinkable, and playful as possible. It is soured with, what are these words? L. Ramnosus. And L. Plantarum yeah. for a soft but assertive acidity that also helps to enhance the perception of fruit in the beer. Okay. Dream Pop is a heavily dry hopped with citra and mosaic, creating a strong bouquet of lemon, cranberry, peach, and guava. Damn. It is a beautiful beer to sip on as you enjoy a warm evening. But, and you didn't hear it from me, I want to know who me is, that's great. And you didn't hear it from me, you could put a liter or two of this stuff away like nobody's business at around 5pm, feel me? Speaking of Oh, wrong. that is great. Whilst you're checking your insights and posting on Instagram, you could put away a bunch of Dream Pop. Sorry guys, take okay, just taking our taking our pick. There we go. Perfect. Glorious. And I will take you. This is great. What do you think? Yep, I like it a lot. It's nice. It really smells like something I've had yeah. before, and I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it in any shape or form. It's pissing me off. I wonder if this like El Ramnosis and El Plantera. It's the same else. thing. It's like it's like some other like kettle sour we've had before. Yeah, use somewhere else that reminds us of it. Interesting. 
Um, The third way to know when is the best time to post on Instagram is going to be via a third-party tool. This is what we use. Oh, my gosh. I do say tool. Canadians do say, damn it. Tool. Cool. (laughs) It's a cool tool. Damn it. Anyways, tool. Um, (laughs) It's a third-party tool, like service that we use. We use different uh, software for our social media management. So, for example, we use Sprout Social. There are platforms like Buffer, Planoli. But basically what they do, this is next level. So where insights from the native platforms are showing you when your followers are online. What what these third-party tools are showing you is actually like when are you they're analyzing all the posts that you've had and telling you when you got the most engagement so that includes anything as to where you posted hashtags and got engagement from other people yes um plug make sure that your hashtags are legit you should not be seeing the same amount of people liking your photos all the time when you go into the insights look at the percentage of people who are not following you that engage with your post because that's how you want that number to be high. Yes. So you want to know that 70% of people weren't following you because that means you've met new people and engaged new people. But anyways, Facts. the third party tools, they're pulling just in straight engagement metrics and then analyzing when you're most likely to have the most engagement online and get the most visibility. So as I mentioned, Sprout Social is one of our favorites, but it's a bit pricier. So maybe it doesn't make sense if you're an individual brewery. So look at Planoli. That's a good price and it helps you plan out your grid. Mm-hmm. In addition to Buffer. Buffer, I need to see if they've changed or not, but double check that and see. We don't Buffer's use, we don't use it. Yeah, now I've used it like in the same way. Mm-hmm. All right, next uh, lightning round question: Do my social media handles have to be the same? I'm answering that. Would you like to? Yes, that? without question, they have to be the same. It's like a domain. Yep. Treated the exact same way, right? Like you want to make sure that you are reducing any friction as possible for people to find you. So when you're the, and nothing pains me more. So when you're like, imagine us as high season, for example, or BAOS podcast. So imagine that we were like, BAOS podcast.com. And then on Facebook, check out like beer and other S slot well, flash beer and other S. And then on Twitter, we're BAOS podcasts underscore Apple or something. I'm sure I think like why you would add extra Maybe things. Nice. And then on Instagram, where do you know what I mean? Like it just become it can be get so messy. And what you want is to make it as easy as possible for people yes. to find you. So like if I'm looking for a brewery and for some reason say I went to their Facebook and they didn't have any information, first it's like okay, do I know the brewery name? I'm going to type in that brewery name and try to find it on Instagram primarily. That's where it's going to start. If I can't find something there easily, then I'm going to try a website. Yes. Um, and it's like I'm typing in the same things because I'm like this should be like the same, right? It it's just be like you to have find. to look at the habits of what people are. They're going to try typing the exact same thing. So if for some reason like your um, X and X beer on something, but then your X and X brewery on another thing, and then your X underscore brewers, like this makes it more and more difficult for people to find you easily, and you don't want that. You want them to be easily able to find you, yeah. follow you, engage with you, like talk to you without any friction. So. Yes. It's super important to keep your handles consistent for that purpose. Alone. And the best thing is when we make clients say it out loud. Tell them, so we're like, follow us everywhere at BOS Podcast or at High Season Co. We're like, all right, tell us where you are. And when they start doing that, like, whatever, B underscore A underscore O, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you like, they start saying it out loud. And you're yeah, like, they can oh. be like, X and X brasseur. And then on another reason, for some reason, they didn't, they dropped the brasseur on another one. You know, you want to see just that. Under, and it's beer and it or whatever. This, or it's way too freaking long. Don't make them long. 
yeah, yeah. people that I've seen a bunch of them are like dude like because I think Instagram lets you do ridiculous numbers they shouldn't let you do it as long as they do yeah like I've seen yeah, some breweries specifically I think Twitter's with, like, like 15, 16 and Instagram's longer than that Insta- uh, Twitter's 15 yeah Instagram's like 30 it's un- un- unacceptable it's, it's ridiculous it's very unnecessary so the handles do need to be the same and treat them like a domain yeah uh, very important to lock it down from the yeah. start or at least lock something down so it's all the same. I would really definitely implore you if you can, if you already have started up but you can change things, find a way to change things so, so that they make more sense. And then obviously if you're starting, just modify it. That's why we're High Season Co. Yeah. Because High Season we're is taken by somebody who doesn't it matter. It. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, it doesn't matter but doesn't matter. Yeah, they're it. not even using it. But anyways, we're going to buy that. that buy that back yeah so that's fine we're gonna get it going what's down. your next question uh what it, why is my instagram engagement declining and how can i fix it Ooh, that is a loaded question we can do like sure it doesn't have to be like, I was like supposed to be lightning, I know, <laughs> be lightning. <laughs> um why your instagram engagement is declining instagram engagement is on the decline why because it's a borrowed platform and it's not yours and they don't owe you anything so that's why instagram engagement is on the decline they are prioritizing ads so as expected since they were as expected and you know yeah it's like i think we all knew this it did take a while though because i feel like that acquisition was like 2010 2012 i think it's 2012 2012 so it took a while for them you know why because they wanted to make sure the platform kept growing and growing and growing to this over against importance over a billion users on this platform and now they're like all right pay me pay us so that's fair. I think Instagram is going the way of Facebook. Once upon a time, we could get 100% organic reach on Facebook, and you cannot get that now. I think we all know the pages have like Zero. really crappy reach. Um, what I do love about Brewers, though, like when the ones that are really involved in the community, they do have the best following. Yeah. Or the best engagement. Yes. So that's super cool, but not everybody gets that, unfortunately. And that's just because it's a pay-to-play platform on Facebook. And Instagram's slowly just going to make it that way. Yeah. In the end, like, we actually did tests. And when you scroll through your Instagram, like, if you guys all take a moment now and scroll through your Instagram, you'll probably notice the same thing that we did, where every fourth post is an ad. So mine is, like, super specific, my personal feed, where it's, like, two organic posts, one hashtag post, ad. Two organic mm. posts, one hashtag, and that's probably because I'm following a ton of hashtags. So if you're not, you might not get the same thing. Oh, but yeah, but that that's what's going on, and that's just because advertising makes them money. There's so many people on this platform. It makes sense. We run ads across the board for all our clients. We won't even really take on a client unless you have an ad budget because if you really want to penetrate the algorithm, if you really want to break through, you're gonna to have to use advertising when it really counts. So that's why the engagement is declining is because there are more and more people on Instagram. And as that increases and as advertising increases, which continues to suppress and suppress organic reach, it only makes sense that like there's only so much time that people have on their phone. How is it possible that you're going to get seen? You know, Um, things that you could do to ensure that you get seen, though, or at least to help you is one. Number one, use ads. So like we like this strategy that we call micro boosting. And what that involves really is like maybe posting less and thinking about, okay, maybe I'm not going to post every day, but I want to have a high engagement rate so that the algorithm treats me better. And it's like, maybe I'm going to post only four to five times a week. And in those, I'm going to boost every post with just 20 bucks or something. For example, Uh, we go much higher with some clients. It depends. Um, but that's a strategy that you can look at to make sure that your posts, especially the ones that you really want to be seen, like say beer launches, events, anything like that, are making sure that they get seen by the exact people you want. Yeah. This is why I'm actually not mad at it even because ads, 
are even so much more targeted. This is like the most targeted that you can get. Mm. So there's no better targeting than ads. It's like, I want this specific person at this specific age who has this life event. Like, I want the person who just gave had a baby in three to six months ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I was a brewery hosting an event for new mothers or something, because I wanted them to come out and drink, maybe they're not supposed to come out and drink. I guess breastfeeding mm, and pizza. Okay. For example. And I had a specific person. It's like, I want this person who just experienced this life event, who lives in this area, who has this age. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what you can do with ads. So Very I think cool. they're amazing. So I'm never not really mad at Instagram for that. But that's why you might see engagement declining. And this is a big question that we get. Yeah. Um, and how else to fix it on top of using ads? Hashtags. Hashtags. In- max out at 30. 30, hash- 30 hashtags. Uh, engage with your community. So make sure that if someone comments absolutely respond every single time even if it's with just, emo- just an emoji uh, the battery was flashing and the other one is charging Jeez. so I figured I keep these that. Canon G7X things well they're not made the for trash. long form no they're not long so, so these I figured I'd just keep it for the end yeah. and hopefully it doesn't die um, <laughs> battery problems yeah so make sure and you're engaging with your community on top of like people engaging with you but go out and co- you know proactively um, post and comment on other relevant uh, posts and make the comments genuine not like yeah. bullshit just to get people to see that you exist yeah no significant so yeah or mag- um, magnificent, photo. magnificent photo <laughs> significance our favorite of the, uh, yeah of all the none of that comments. nonsense it doesn't happen anymore almost unfortunately oh significant yeah, yeah i love significant significant is the best yeah but what what had happened is what Instagram finally nailed down on the... Oh, the bot comments? On the bot comments. And because they nailed down on the bot comments, you don't see that significant and all that type of shit, uh, all that type of crap coming up now. You can can swear here. There we go, guys. Technical difficulties. Um, So that is probably a good one. I'm not really... I feel like those are the main key things, though. Like, And also post high-quality images. Um consistently at certain days and time even if it's not every day uh as often as you can um which is always a good move um yeah that's just gonna increase and the reason why we say that is just the better looking your photo the more likely you are to get engagement on it so that defeats the whole issue that's gonna take out the issue of um, lacking engagement, which is also going to help with the Instagram, because the more engagement that you have, the higher you're going to rank in Instagram, which means the more people you're going to reach. Facts. Uh, did you want to do either of those two, or are they not interesting to you? It'll be like three hours if we continue to go on into right. that. So that'll do. How to manage my own social and Instagram lies they tell you. Check us out, youtube.com slash high season cobra. We outline this jazz and we align it every week for you. Yep. So there you go. There you go. We weren't trying to be overly like basically. We didn't want to like, yeah, push our. Uh, well, the reason why we wanted to go through those, those are just some of our newer videos we've done on high season that we felt applied directly that breweries could. Because they're the exact benefit. questions. It's the same the questions, questions that brewers ask us. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Well, there you go. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that. We got through four... Uh, four of the six beers. Four of the six beers. So we have one more sour and a porter to go. And that's going to go with the wings. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Mans haven't eaten. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for being with Where can everyone find you online, Tiffany? Everyone can find me online at Liquid X Happiness for all these liquid needs, you know? That's on Instagram specifically. That's on Instagram. It's on Twitter but and on Facebook, but it's primarily on Instagram. Yeah. yeah just sort of like secondary. Yeah. So go finish. Go uh, finish. Jesus Christ. I guess, <laughs> guess we need to eat. Go follow <laughs> Tiffany everywhere. 
Uh, thank you again for joining us. I hope they got some value out of this, you know, hearing about the summer, the trends, some marketing thoughts, whatever, whatever. Thank you, Craft Beer Reserve. Yes, thank you, Craft Beer Reserve. This pack is sick. Go subscribe. If you're in Ontario, subscribe to Craft the Craft Reserve. Uh, favorite beer box. Uh, there might be something extra special coming in October. Oh, there might be something interesting coming, but who knows? But who knows? Who knows what the world will see? Will have. <laughs> we shall see. I won't say we'll any more about that. So, guys, if you shout mean, out to oh, Nate. Oh, yes, shout out to Nate Great Jerky. Is that what's called Nate's Great Jerky? Shout out to Nate's Great Jerky for supplying us. This is why, like, I love the autofocus, but. Yeah, you gotta block your oh, face. Oh, it's because of my face. face. There you go. Yeah. Shout outs to Nate for this lovely bacon addictive product here. This is some of the best jerky I've ever had, and it was a great pairing with the Fire. beer. So. Yes, it worked really well. Thank Please. you so much. Wonderful pair with the beer. So, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, boom, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell. Ding. So you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at Beer Was Podcast. Check out the everywhere. Long form audio everywhere. See how simple that was to say that? <laughs> uh, and check out the low form audio, Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Now, if you're on either of those, please follow, subscribe, rate, review. It actually helps us a ton. I always forget to ask that because I tell you to do everything else, guys. So if you do listen to the podcast, any rating, reviews, it means a lot. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. We'll see you in the next episode. And as always, get get it in ya. ya.